Thing is being recorded. <laughs> nah, man. Fool, it's been so long since I even touched the mic. I ain't even gonna hold. Let me turn my fucking TV down. I finished watching it now. Man, I've been in my, I just been in my crib, in my little zone, working for, working for days on days on end. Same here. Man. Just got off, goddamn. Been up since <laughs> three, you know, but. But, but now niggas know on. me though. Niggas know when I'm grinding, I go on the ground. No, like no pun, even though we just talked about, no pun intended. Real talk. Niggas know when I'm, when I'm grinding, like, y'all don't see me, like. Yeah, yeah, same here, bro. Yeah, definitely. I better say, you know what I mean? Head down. Keeping it pushing, goddamn. Until until you Man. see me the next time with something in hand. Right, bro. Until I got something to talk about. Until I got something to say. But shit, if you don't know who you listening to, you listen to the homies on the uh, homies just sitting down talking shit, bro. Just 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 realizing what the fuck going on around us and just analyzing and talking about this shit, bro. Damn this right. your boy Loki Henry. What's up, Brody? What it do? What it do? You know what I mean? For everybody out there listening, you know what I mean? It's the guy to me, the guy to MC. It's Young Millet. You know, we back at it, man. You know what I mean? I can't call it, bro. Like I said, <laughs> I'm just getting off work. Been on the same thing as you. It's been a minute since, unfounded, since we dropped something. But, you know, it's all coming in. Man, listen. I think I ain't dropped no shit since, like, motherfucking January. And, January? Um, yeah. Damn, it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, so. we ain't dropped probably since what the week after DMX died. I think that was the last time we dropped something. Man, RPX, RP. Sure. Yeah, it's been a while since we even chopped it up. So, you know. That's I mean? what I'm saying, bro. Like, man, I just and it'd be feeling crazy because I'd be and I'm a, I'm gonna be I already told you about like me having to air my little shit out first real quick. Yeah. I just been at home just like just working, figuring out my next move. How, like everybody know me when I feel stuck, I'm gonna try to not be stuck. Not so I'm trying to figure out how to not be stuck, trying to figure out how to maneuver. But in that, I get stuck in my own head and I don't do what I want to do. For sure, I get stuck in a cyclical nature of me just doing whatever makes me feel relaxed, whatever makes me feel calm. So when it comes to actually putting in work or actually having to put down thought, actually having to sit down and just work through some shit, I don't feel like doing that. No, that's so real. Hap- Bruh. Like, so what ends up happening, I just end up sitting back, trying to plan on my next move, figuring out what to do without ever actually releasing, like, those anxieties, those feelings, those right, fears right. that depress her. So, it, like, it just sits on me. For sure. But, I mean, shit, I've been working through it, man. My family been here with me. My my girl been here with me, of course. My friends been here with me. I talk to my, my, my home, my road dogs every day. Damn so, right. just, it, it just... Just let anybody who been wondering what the hell going on with the show, niggas is good. It just, it just, it just <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Breathe. Living, living life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Granted, we coming fresh out the pandemic, but that's real, bro. You know what I mean? Exactly what you're saying. Like, I kind of went through something similar, especially when I started like the morning show. When I was going hard, bro. Like I had just started a a different job or whatever. Literally that same day I started, and it was like. All right, man, I really don't feel like doing this, nor do I really have something to talk about it, but I'm going to try to force myself. And then after a while, bro, it just started to really take a toll on my mental when it was just like, all right, bro, what are you even doing this for? Why are you doing this shit at this point? And, you know, that's why I had to take a step back, you know, and actually go back to the drawing board and realize, yo, when you ain't got something to say or if you're not feeling it, bro, it's okay. Like, we human at the end of the day. Man, when I tell you, it's like my main thought has been black people. It feels like, 
Like people can take like people as a whole can take L's and W's, whatever how you feel about it. Me personally, with all the death that we've been having, I've been feeling like black people just been taking L after L after L after L. Yeah. And for me personally, somebody who both parents went to HBCUs, who went to HBCU, who is very in touch with a lot of shit and a lot of things in this world, like this shit wears on me as a person. Like I'm a I'm not I'm not an empath on no by no way, shape, or form, but I feel everything going on. Like I'm an emotional nigga. Like right, right, right. shit. Like I feel the shit going on. Like and it drains on me. That's a fact. So with that, like that that's comes out on how I produce. That's how I that's how that's that's me though. That's just me. I know other people are always gonna say work through some shit, man. Fuck I know bro. I can't I I can't work through the man, bro. I can't personally. But as a hip hop fan, yeah. I like it don't it didn't it doesn't feel right for me. Right. Like yeah, I about to say that was like when you, uh when it happened, you know what I mean, you had texted me and it was like, you know, this was like one of the first ones for us, for like our generation for real, for where it's like we lost a, a top really for hip hop for real for we really lost a top ten act, bro. Bro, like hip hop. Especially lost the legacy, you know what I'm saying? Like legacy wise, I mean, granted, you got Tupac Big and all of them, but they didn't get to see their career span out. Like we got to exactly, see this man's bro. career span out, you know what I mean? He was on the second half of his career. You know, yeah, definitely a sad moment for hip hop, bro. All the way around. Like, nah, but we had we just, had to record something. It was imperative. Yeah, nah, I, I ain't gonna tell nobody not to. Re- I just saying, I'm just saying, me personally, like I like, and a lot of people don't understand. Like, the beginning of the year for me is really hard, only because like, fucking Kobe died on my birthday, Nipsey died on my mom's birthday. Yeah, you got a lot and. Yeah, those are two months between each other. Like For that sure. shit, it just it it every time they come around, I I I can't. They not in my head. Right, they can't right. not be in my head. So it's just that's just how it, that's just how it is for me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna work through. I'm gonna give me a therapist one. I'm gonna give me a therapist eventually. Work through that shit. But for like, sure, I mean, just hey. wear on me, shit, <laughs> <laughs> bro. That's so real. You know what I mean? I'm glad you uh, opening up to you know what I mean therapy and things like that. As black people, you know, we always try to say, oh, you know, pray on it or, you know, just suck it up or whatever. But, you know, I mean, there are services out here for you to talk to, even if it's just your friends or it's somebody just on the street, bro. I've received so many forms of therapy throughout the throughout the day, you know, I mean, just encountering different people, especially when I'm really going through some shit. And sometimes you'll think it's like insignificant or uh, or just look past it. But then when you really start to just sit down in some of these moments and understand why the universe is putting certain people in front of you or putting you in certain uh, experiences and things like that. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? You start to be like, well, damn, I needed this moment. I needed this to happen. I'm glad this happened. I'm grateful for the moment. You know what I mean? Bro, I mean, I be telling people on a day to day, though, like every time somebody says they have a bad day. It's always one or two bad things that happen to make them say they had a bad day, but it's always eight or nine things good that happen that made every that that like they they could have made that a good day, but it get thrown out the window because of those two bad things. Yeah. So it's all about perspective. Like I mean, Damn shit. Right. We talking about perspective, like shit. The main thing that we talking about today, like it's yeah. all about perspective. Right for about real. how you looking at like, this shit, man. I mean, we can get into it, bro. I mean, the main reason we had to sit down and talk about this is because we both got podcast dreams. Both of us are niggas who like to sit down and talk, and this is the biggest sit down and talking that show that we have yeah, as we, a culture. Yeah, and, exactly. Culture-wise, goddamn. Yeah, like, them niggas, we're going to talk about the Joe, we talking about the Joe Budden podcast, like. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's a fact. We, can, we can't talk about no business. We don't know nothing about the actual their actual contracts. Like we're going, we're going to flat out say that right here, right yeah. now. No, that's a fact. But we're going off of the information that we have been given and provided by both sides of the of the situation. It's like, yeah, I'm going off of info and optics, nigga. <laughs> how <laughs> how it's been looking has been real nasty. Let's just say let's. I mean, I'm gonna call. How you gonna call it? I want you. I want you to call it first. Call it how you see it, bro. Which which aspect of this? Because I'm like I'm looking at so it's so many different things going on at once. Where I'm just let's like, just go, let's go ahead and break down what happened. All right, so let's go ahead with the timeline. So, Spotify contract that was what 2017, 2018. Yeah, around there. So three years ago, two three years ago. So Spotify yeah. contract happens. Niggas ain't getting the bread that everybody thought. Everybody said that they thought they were going to get. Niggas are so saying that they thought Joe Budden podcast was going to get twenty five million, thirty million. I mean, let's just call it how we see it. They probably got around like six to eight. Yeah, something stupid maybe like because we also got We also got to remember at the time Joe Rogan had just signed over there and they gave that man a hundred million dollars. So they, we know Spotify won't giving it up to Joe and them like that, even though they yeah. were the first flagship podcast of Spotify. Let's call it maybe like 10, maybe 12, 12 on the high end. Right? And now when I really think about it, too, if there's a big reason for it, too, because I'm like, nigga, they did a lot of promo for that, like that rollout. Times Time Square, bro. Bro, they had whole photo shoots. They got new, like. Look, basketball jerseys and shit. Like I'm like, yeah, they they put a lot of money into it. Versus Joe Rogan, he just came over and brought his whole audience. Oh man, I don't know if I lost, bro. Damn, I'd have lost, bro. All right, y'all. You know what I mean? The recording yeah, has stopped. You froze. I froze. Damn, nigga, you froze too. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what was going on. Oh, shit. It said my connection unstable now. The fuck? This shit got three bars. I paused my recorder. I'm letting it rock. How do you do? Shout out to the good people out there. You know what I mean? We still going. Still right, we should be good. Brother, go ahead. This meeting is being recorded. We back at right, it, we baby. Good. Yeah, we back on. We back on. We, we had some internet issues. But now, go ahead, Brody. I bro, I forgot what he said. What was the last he said? Because I feel like I, I was, was responding to something. Uh, yeah, you were responding to the optics of the of the breakup, but the optics of the oh, money oh, just just situation the, with Spotify, yeah, Spotify the, aspect. You know, what I mean, them they did that big ass rollout, but you know, what I mean, granted, they gave Joe Rogan all that money, but they didn't need to uh, what you call it? They didn't need to promote Joe Rogan. Remember, he was bringing over his audience oh, already, hell. like. And my whole thing, I I'm a Spotify nigga. I can't lie to y'all out there. Apple Music will never get another dime for me. I've said it once before <laughs> in my life, and I renege. They'll never get another dime for me. But you know, what I mean, um, yeah, I'm on Spotify, whatever, and I don't see Joe Rogan shit nowhere, bro. If I'm being honest, granted, I see it all over YouTube because I'm a visual type of nigga. I'm not getting on Spotify to look at things. But, but powerful JRE. Like that's a brand, YouTube bro. channel. That joint got like gotta have at least like 10, 15 million followers. Yeah, at for, least, or for sure. But I mean, like it's so overall they signed that deal. Years down the line, we hear niggas is upset about their money situation was going on. Right. Uh everybody knows you can visibly see the distension. You can visibly see that 
that uh, this man Joe talking about certain things on Roy's on Roy's situation yep. or lifestyle is fucking with him and Maul is just every time. Hey, bro, you a wild dude, bro. You're a wild one. You a wild dude. Yeah, like, he doing he doing like what's crazy is we watching him do the check live. Like mm-hmm. we seen him say, hey, "You a sick nigga, bro. Hey, you you different, bro. You you wild." We seeing that every episode, every week. That's a fact, and nobody thinking about it. Yeah, but it's like, man, I, how you feel? How did what's your what's your what's your take on the actual like breakup on the the supposed reason in the quote unquote accounting word like accounting? I, like, uh, I mean, it's deeper than accounting, obviously. Oh yeah, because granted, they're not true. accounting is is one of like the I won't call it moments of it, but it's. It's one of the focal points for sure. It spurred what came out of the whole thing. But you know what I mean? I think it's a case of one nigga understanding I'm in a position I've never been in my entire life. And I've been trying to get to this place ever since I started rapping, since I started getting on the scene versus other niggas who's like Maul and Roy, where it's like, bro, we got something successful right here. Like, this is really all not saying that's all they do, but this is their their thing right now. Especially Roy, you know yeah. what I mean? say Palooza not going on right now. Emotional oranges ain't dropped nothing. Maul Brandon ain't in the league no more. Oh shit. And it, it, it's not no shade, but it's 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 real, you know what I'm saying? But like <clears throat> when we looking at Joe, Joe literally from everyday struggle, because everyday struggle in the podcast growth goes hand in hand. Oh, of course, and and that's why I was glad when uh, when Roy and Maul dropped the shit. It was like, that was yesterday, right? That was yesterday. Yeah, whenever they dropped it, you know what I'm saying. Um, when Maul had brought up the whole idea of you know Joe talking about some, oh, I, I got all these people and all of this shit, and just Joe thinking like, nigga, this shit is from his rap fame and all of that. Like, no, bro, half, not even half, the majority of your audience doesn't know you can rap, bro, like. They were there because of the podcast, because of the chemistry of the podcast. And I'm with Maul on this shit, bro. The shit got nice once Maul came. It got nice once he came because he balanced the shit out because Maul and, um, not Maul, because Roy and Joe, they was going to get on to the point where it's just going to be music talk the whole time. And it's like, we don't want to hear, granted, I'm a nerd, nigga. So I'd listen to it, but most people ain't trying to hear that all day. Or hear like exactly. the the super right nerd perspective, like nobody cares, bro. Exactly, it's this shit. It's like for me, it's really just the combination of it's two dudes who who understand and know how to massage the ego, and then massage the ego too well, for sure. Because that's what I was. Like, I'm gonna get into later. Like not to cut you off, but. You know, you know who this nigga is, bro. You know who your friends are. Yeah, like, you come know, on, bro. That's that's really my qualm with the whole shit. You know even, who your even is, Maul, because Maul said I seen him do this shit with other niggas. Bro, but I never thought he'd do this to me, bro. That's like, the same. And why was, not, bro? That type of thinking gets niggas fucked all the time. My man's wouldn't do that to me. It's me. I. <laughs> right I'm like bro It's open season on anybody bro I'm like granted 
everybody doesn't have that character, but you know what I mean? I'm the, I don't trust nobody. I don't even trust myself sometimes, goddamn. But the whole kill goes down to how come they aren't allowed to know how much production cost is. Right. Because even when you work at a company, even if you're an actor working somewhere, you know how much production cost is. Right. Like, if you're doing percentage points, then how much of the percentage is left for you to eat? No, real talk. Like, that's like that's a real, like, that's a real nitty-gritty down. So, so it's, it's weird if... You can't say that somebody is your partner if you're if you're not going to tell them the information. That's literally being a bad partner. For sure. And just on the side of business, I went to business school, goddamn in college. Spent four <laughs> years there. Not gonna say I really, you know what I mean, utilized the motherfucker, but I learned something while I was there. And what I do know about corporations, what I do know about most companies who have stockholders or shareholders or profit partners and things like that, they are not required to see the books but if they want to see the books they can legally get the books so that's what it is you know what i'm saying like even them bringing out the excel sheet grant I, we don't know nothing about that we don't know if, if that's the truth or nothing like that but yo i'm recording big dog then right but yeah you know what i mean yeah we don't know if that's the truth but as somebody who's worked for plenty of businesses, I do know you're not going to get an Excel spreadsheet when they come to talk about finances. Hell fucking no. You're going to get... Well, well, Bro, you're well gonna, yeah, it, it you'll, get, you'll get a, an Excel spreadsheet somewhere in the documents, but you're going to get yeah. a summary. You're going to get so many different things to break down actually what's going on into plain terms. I'm about to say, you want to get an explanation. It's basically a whole... It's basically a, a, a profit report. Yeah, so for sure. That's basically what they were asking for the profit reports. So, and the thing is, is that when it comes when it comes down to it, it's how much, it's how well do you understand psychology of your friends? Because mm-hmm. Joe is the type of nigga who that's a hurt nigga who don't know how to trust women. So right. you know he don't trust niggas. For and sure. much as niggas like to say they trust niggas more than women, no, that's Negative. a damn fucking lie. Cause I better say if that's the case, you would tell you would tell your man's about what what goes on in your life before you tell your girl, and we know exactly. that's not the case. Exactly. But nah, so, the, the thing with Joe, man, that confuses me, or not even confuses me, that I don't get why they didn't see it early on. Like all the stories when they like he pushed back on the title deal, when he pushed back on. Shit, just a lot of things. Even him asking for the shit when he was like, yo, fuck it, audit me, all of this shit. It's like he wants to pull this, all right, we're friends, we're not really in business type of thing until, all right, you're fired, and now you can't start a podcast. And it's like, hold on, what? Now we now we got a contract all of a sudden? Now we're in business all of a sudden? Even he said, but that's, but that's what I'm saying, like, it goes down to him. Like, Yeah, he's the cap, bro. He wanted these niggas out of there. Let's let's call a, a spade a spade. But I don't know if that's 100% true because he even said, like, he shouldn't have said the things that he said and that he wouldn't sue them if they start a podcast. He wants them to start a podcast. He shouldn't have never said that shit. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really just him. Just He just don't know how to trust niggas. He don't. He don't know how to trust his I don't, friends. I don't know if I'm going to chop it up to him not knowing how to trust niggas, bro. Because at the end of the day, you trust Parks, 
granted, him and Park's relationship go a lot longer than him and Rory's, but not as long as uh, Maul shit. You trust Parks to do all of this shit with you. You trust everybody else to do all of these things. And if you were so so keen on them having their own YouTube, having their own shit, having all of these own things, you being the boss or whatever. You would have started it for them. Exactly. And not even started it for them. Like, really pushed them in the avenue. Like, hey, my nigga, here we go. Like, but you can't force niggas my, to do some shit they don't want to do, though. That's the whole kill with that one. That That is a fact. I, I agree 100%. But. Nigga, we was listening. All right, I know I was listening. They have been talking about that mall sports show for at least two, three years now, bro. Yeah, yeah. They've been talking about that shit since, like, 2017. And I was saying, it's been a grip since they've been talking. And granted, it like you said, some you have to want to do it. But it's still, like, my nigga, y'all done put Maul on the spot in so many different occasions. And he does well. The live shows that we've seen. I didn't get to go to one, you know what I mean? I wish I could have. But the live show, when they put him on the spot with the date and shit, cool. They did his thing in that. When they put him on the spot with, uh, I'm just pulling shit from my memory. What was the, what was the, the joint? Truth, true shit. That shit is funny as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit. And then, uh, um, when they had, like, uh, what would you call them? Not palm readers, but you know what I mean? The, the tarot card motherfuckers. Oh, shit. When they, when they, when they had that, uh, it's like, bro. Yeah, like fam, he's excelled on every moment you put him on the spot. And Joe, nah, you like, like to put niggas on the spot. It, Why not? It's a, it's a, it's. I said like this: the on the business side, he's fucked up for treating them that way. Because if you're going to let, if you want to call some of your partners, Werner is your name, so it is your IP. But if you if they're your partners in building the IP. Grant, like I said in our, in our conversation, I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Someone being a profit partner without having any stake in the IP. I don't know of that. I don't know about that. I got I, I got to talk to some business people who I know. Yeah, I'm about to say that that really doesn't make much sense. But hey, if you're a profit partner with a piece of an IP, or if you're a profit partner in a business, you deserve the right to know what's going on with that business. Now, to what Joe's point was is. Why do I have to tell you? Why can't I, why can't you just trust my word? Why do I have to reveal you? That's what that like. Even though even though the numbers were good, even if shit is straight, mm-hmm. literally to him, what for what I've taken is the fact that they asked him in the first place, and that yeah. should never be a problem for people who who you're quote unquote friends in business with, right? Because it's not the issue isn't they don't trust you. The issue is they just want to know what the hell is going on too. Yeah, just they want, want some clarity. Some goddamn. Yeah, giving somebody a check isn't giving somebody clarity because I don't know when the next check going to come. Yeah, that's well, a fact. And Grant, and from what they say, you know, what I'm saying they received that random check, and yeah, you receive a random ass check, you are going to be like, "What's this? Where'd this come from? Why am I getting this?" Yeah, or if you, or if like Mars was saying, if you're getting the same amount of money for. uh Seventy five hundred, uh, seventy five hundred person than you for a twelve hundred, twelve thousand person than you. Yeah, why am I getting the same? Yeah, what, amount of money exactly. So it, it just breaks down. It breaks down to shit like that. So that's that's where it's understandable from their point of view of the why they want to look into it. Mm-hmm. And to Maul's point, I understand how you just are not going to want to sit down with somebody who's going to talk to you any type of way. Oh no, for sure. I'm like, granted, That's, I'm I'm the I'm the same type of nigga. To be honest, like, 
you say something to me, and even if you take it back, you said it. And I know that's how you really feel. So you said, like, Joe telling him, like, bro, this podcast ain't none of your business. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm with more, bro. There's no way I could ever do this ever again, bro. Because now you want me to get up here and pretend like that conversation never happened. But you want me to treat this bitch like it's my IP or like I have some business in it. When you clearly told me I don't. I'm just getting a check from this. Like, bro, bro I'm like, granted, I'm in. I'm not going to say I'm in the middle. I'm not really on nobody's side in this because what you chose is what you chose. This is what. And that's, and that's, that's why I'm at, too, because at first I'm like, okay, I'm on Joe's side. But then I'm like, I'm hearing more. I'm like, well, nah, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. But then when you think about it, y'all was complicit in this shit, bro. Yeah, that's that's why I land. It, bro. it feels it feels like you have a, you had an understanding, but you but you uh like they but they again they admitted they let they na- naivety about someone being their friend mm-hmm. allow them to be manipulated that way for sure. And oftentimes that's when it happens though. And you know, I mean, granted, this is why they say don't go into business with your friends and family and things like that. But you know, if you do, have your shit together from the jump. Basically, like from the, just from the jump. It's, but so that's the whole kill. Because if somebody's saying, "Yeah, we need to have contracts," and another person is saying, "Why do we need to have contracts?" I'm questioning why you think we don't need to have a contract. Even right. if we're friends, we need to have something that's binding against to protect both of us, no matter what. Right. Like, no, for sure. It's not, uh, it's not a fear of you thing. It's a protecting myself thing. And two things can be true. I can still trust you and still want to protect myself. Because exactly. I, don't, I don't know if somebody comes in and sues us and we're trying to figure out, okay, who takes what percentage when we have a contract that outlaws who has how much percentage of, of stake in the company. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll allow for this much to be taken off, but because of this down the third of my contract, I'm not going to allow myself to be taken for this down the third. Right. Like it's, it's all protection shit. It's all because everything is legally binding. Like right. when you're doing something like that is legally binding. When you getting $10,000, you want to be legally protected. For sure. I mean, sure. And, I, and I think, I think the thing is from, a person maybe joe's perspective or something like that or just somebody in business who doesn't see the need for a contract amongst friends and things like that it's because they think of the worst case scenario up front hey oh you're gonna sue me you're gonna do this that and the third it's like like you said it's not even for that reason you know what i'm saying it's just really to make sure we got everything we shit is fair exactly you know yeah no i i agree 100 percent, man like if you're going to go into business with somebody, whether big or small, man, have some sort of written agreement uh, on what what's to get, what's to, uh, what's not to get. Because, I mean, granted, the one also, also what we do need to say in this shit, this is a brand new space. I get it. You know what I mean? Podcasting is about to, it is, it's older than 10 years for real, for real. I mean, the first podcast dropped in 07. But, Podcasting became fairly popular 2015, 2016-ish. So we looking at six, five to six years. Like, this is a fairly new medium. So it's like, all right, I, that's where I can give them some sort of leeway, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day. Because I'm like, granted, even if you come up with a contract, you don't know what's to come out of this. 
it's like the music industry all over again. It's like I signed a three album deal, but my first album sells three hundred and forty five thousand. When when I signed my deal, y'all projected me to sell two hundred and fifty thousand over the course of the deal. Right, so let me the fuck out of my deal. Right, like it, like that's this ba- that's basically what happened. Yeah, like they they said we agree to to we can, we don't even know a number. What what's a good what's a number like a guesstimate? What like twelve percent? Fifteen percent. I say like twelve to fifteen. Because I'm like, you got expenses, yeah, and all of that, yeah. You got Ian Parks, Joe, and I know Parks don't Parks don't get no cut, especially from the way uh, Maul was making it sound. But then again, if I'm if I'm Parks, you know what I mean. Granted, I'm taking a little bit, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna get paid regardless because my equipment. If something happens to any of my equipment while we're here. Whatever Joe LLC is is getting uh getting that invoice for that shit. It's like it's all going to work itself out. Exactly. It's just like man, you just you really just got to know who you like I said, you got to know who you're working with. You have to know what I don't think anybody can really project what they're going to do what's going to happen to them in 3 to 5 years. No, that's Not, a fact. Or even what even when the bag comes Exactly, because you don't know how the bag gonna look and how it's gonna be distributed. Because, so if the Joe Budden podcast and itself is its own entity, does the money that Joe brings in through the podcast go to the whole network? Does it stay with the podcast? Do the other networks have to get their own ads? Mm-hmm. Like, because he's saying like y'all not bring anything to the podcast, but it's like, so what? Is, so what is what is Mall supposed to bring? Advertising from Rock Nation or some shit like what right. like. It's it's it, 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 it it's why am I going to feed? Why is this a communist thing? Is it going to be a democracy or is it communism? Which one is it? Right. Because Joe was saying, if you bring something to the table, you eat different. But how true is that? If when he brings something to the table, it's his. Yeah. Not as real. Like you, you I'm can like, always shit. say that this is how it will be, but is that really how it will go? Right. You don't really know. You don't. No, nah, that's a fact. That is a fact, man. <laughs> Look, that's why I don't try to plan nothing out for longer than a year, goddamn. You really can't contemplate for a year because, I mean, shit, we seen with the pandemic. I thought 2020 was about to be mine, goddamn. But, yeah, I'm about to say, it, it is important to have some sort of foresight, though, at the end of the day. Because that's what I'm getting at with Joe, bro. Joe changed right before our eyes. And he told us he was changing. And my issue with Maul and Rory is that one thing. It's like, dog, y'all seen this man change. You seen this nigga get new teeth right in front of your <laughs> face, dog. You seen him get brand new teeth and start talking different and right in hats. front of you, bro. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That that hat joint, that's the funniest thing. Because when Maul pointed it out, I was like, bro, that's when it was apparent to me that this show is changing. Once that happened, and then, I ain't gonna lie, since it's over, well, that chapter of it's over, the worst episode that I ever seen in my life, and I still don't understand why y'all did this, was the Dr. Fauci uh, episode. Don't, don't understand it. That It was weird. I guess they wanted to give uh, information to the community. For sure. Sounded but, good, but it, it did not, it, it to me, did not look like a good move. Did not look like a good move. Just because of where I know Joe is trying to go 
and all of that. I'm like, oh, I peeped the play, bro. This is this one of them moves. So one of those. How do you, I need to get to that how spot do you feel move. The, how do you feel about the conspiracy that this is Joe pulling the Zuckerberg and his partners is trying to get the a strong a stranglehold on the uh, on the on the on the podcast. The thing is, man, them numbers gonna drop, bro. You think? It depends. I ain't gonna sit here and act like it will. It depends. They'll leave for a little bit. They'll drop for a little bit. Because cool. I'm like, granted, if he do bring back Ice and Ish, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I won't listen Because those were some enjoyable ass episodes. Be- just because, right. number one, the, the difference between Maul and Rory and Ish and Ice is granted age. And also, Ish and Ice don't get no fuck with Joe Say, bro. Like, lit- granted, Maul and Rory don't get no fuck with Joe Say, but they'll. You know, I mean, let him get his shit off. <laughs> Ice was like, "Nah, nigga, I'm not hearing that shit." Ish definitely was like, "Bro, you're wrong." Call, it, I mean, call it how, call it how those who say it. Joe has a rocky relationship with both of them already, so it's like they already on that. You're not going to talk to me any type of way, so you better exactly. watch your mouth already. So exactly. that energy is already established. Yep. Joe felt like he could talk to Roy and Maul any type of way because he, he could. Felt like he put him on that pedestal. Well, not Maul, but Roy, he could. Let's just call a spade a spade, bro. He used to be talking cash shit to that man. And I'm like, bro, this is this is a grown man you're talking to right now. I understand you're a little older or you feel like you put him in this position, but you're talking to a grown-ass man right now. And he buddy-buddy with you up here because you can see it in Rory's eyes, bro. This nigga a few times, he ain't like, all right, you, you're going too far. How you feel? Okay, so let's go a little bit further into it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do feel like the act situation played a, a big piece in this. A, a huge... And, and, and what we need to remember, this is at the beginning of the podcast. Before I'm talking, I'm talking about before Parks got involved. Ack and Rory had an issue. They already had an issue. Granted, was this issue created yeah. for uh, Rory? Because I will say Rory did not initiate this. Nor that's when Parks was, Parks was low key a background. He would say something here and there, but he wouldn't be like a person talking the whole segment. Yep. He was just throwing a comment here and there. Yeah, you're right. Dang, I freaked. that was like four years ago, three, four years ago. Yeah, I'm like, bro, when I'm telling you, like, they, this shit was initiated for Rory. And granted, the outside, outside definitely made this shit bigger than what it is. Charlemagne made this bigger than what it is. But that's, not, but that's the other thing, too. I think a part of Joe wanted to prove everybody wrong about Rory and Maul. Yeah. I think. And I think that's a point where he was trying to be a good, quote unquote, leader. But in a sense, that lead turned to greed, for sure. And it's like, it's 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 a weird. That's a whole weird situation, man. Like that, he 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 basically be, he be, like you say he became some of the people who screwed him over the most. He became a label exec, bro. And it's so wild to me. Even when you really break it down, like I understand. Well, Joe, he's, what, 40 now? 41? He about to be something like that? He's in his 40s. 41. Cool. So, these are some of these people are people you've known for damn near 20 years now. They've watched you grow up. You've been a part of their life. These were the first adults you've seen in these type of roles. The Kevin Lows, the Leors, the Kaisers, uh, you know what I mean? All of these people. But it's like, dog. You big up all of these people, and I'm talking about all the time, like a, a Leo, you'll bring his name up. A Kevin Lyles, a goddamn 
Grant Hill bring up L.A. Reid because L.A. Reid was there when, you know what I mean, the whole Def Jam shit happened. But it's like, dog, you got fucked by the label. You made a whole shit about Raging Against the Machine, your final album, which I really like. Then you became the machine you was raging against. Or you're becoming the machine you're raging against. And I understand, shit, you tied to Puff now. You, you're unstoppable in a sense. It was crazy. That's a whole kill that you can't get upset at people. Like, you can't be mad at people seeing what they see. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't say people are saying, I'm, lying. I'm not lying with Puff. You are lying with Puff. It's okay. Just go ahead and say it. You keep pushing. And he, he has started to say it more and kept pushing. Yeah. But it's just like, listen, it's okay. Just tell niggas where you stand and we keep pushing. And I think that's, a, again, that's where. Maul and Roy's issue is that he wasn't outwardly saying that he was treating them like he treated everybody else. Mm-hmm. But they were there to witness how he treated everybody else. So I don't think he really, like like you're saying, he didn't need to tell them, I'm going to fuck you all over. You yeah, know you, you, can, gonna, you, you see know it, gonna bro. Get you you know he's going to get scared, bro. He's going to get scared to take the shit for himself because he don't trust nobody else with his shit. My whole thing is, Those who know me know how I really feel about DJ Academics deep down inside. But it's like, this nigga fucked over DJ Academics, bro. And if Academics won't Academics, we wouldn't be talking about him no more. And granted, that's where Joe got a little bit of respect for Academics and all of that, whatever. But it's like, fam, he's fucked over everybody in every lane he's went to. Well, I don't know if he got. I don't know if he fucked over because he necessarily said that. Act, act resigned play. and he didn't. Cool, but sure, bro. Once the shit ended, he tried his cordial thing for a little bit. You know what I mean? When they brought Star on for a little bit, he had a little spice. Once they brought yeah. Wayno in all the way, he was definitely like, "This shit ain't gonna last." And granted, it lasted way longer than most of us thought it would. And like I said, well, I, if I, I Ak won't right act, now. if Ak won't act, bro, we wouldn't be talking about him no more. And that's why I, I respect him. Don't like the nigga, but I, I respect the game, god damn it. I definitely respect the game. And then and, Rory Maul, I mean, you wrong. Ak is a weird dude that had that type of, I said Ak is the Ak is the one that would do that would be the middle of some shit like this. And, I will say it like that. And he playing his position perfect. Like, granted, that's why yeah. like even because I listened to Axe's response to the whole Roy and Maul shit, because you know he got to say something about this shit. I didn't even see that shit. I, yeah. What did what, he, he say? Oh, I mean, Grant, he took Joe's side on the whole thing. And what he said to Rory, hearing it, I'm like, I get I get where you could say this at. But knowing everything that went on, it's like, no, nah, that's not the case. But he basically put it in this this metaphor, whatever you want to call it. Or analogy, whatever you call it. This nigga said when they, uh, when Roy was talking about uh, Joe getting upset about the whole title deal, whatever. Nigga was like, "Yeah, that's just like the fry cook at McDonald's, uh, talking about selling McDonald's type shit." And I was like, "When you say it like that, I get what you're trying to say because this, if y'all agree that this isn't your IP, bro, you really can't have these discussions. You can, but you can't." Like and you, you can't you be care about that. You can care about the podcast, but just because you care don't mean you have to have a say in the decision of it because you don't want any control over it. Like right, and I, and I I think that's where Joe's stance was as well. But you know, you know, 
act got disrespectful the whole time. He's like, yo, you niggas is workers, bro. Act like workers. You you guys is upset that y'all got treated like workers by the boss. And I mean, granted, act gonna carry that shit like granted. He don't Maul, he give Maul his little strays and like that, but he don't fuck with Roy because of what Roy did allegedly. Nah, what well he he I ain't gonna lie, when he said Maul is dumping in two dice, I was I, that that shit that threw me off. I like damn bro, you really do not do not fuck with these dudes. Yeah, no. But I mean, granted, look who he hang with, bro. Six, huh? Six nine, uh-huh. nigga. I about to say, bro, he he inherited the, the distastefulness. I ain't even call it disrespectful, cause niggas they it's beyond disrespectful. Some of the shit these niggas be saying, bro. Like that man, real life said, you better uh, you better stop trying to play with me before I tell the world about your side chick. Nigga, you just told the world about his side chick when you say some shit like that. Like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. Nah, bro. He went in. I I, I vividly remember that Twitch. He went in, bro. But, I'm, like I said, I hearing that aspect, I'm like, all right, nigga. Allegedly, I don't know if this happened, but if somebody you got an issue with or y'all just don't, y'all not even cool. But it's no beef or nothing like that. But this nigga pop up to your crib. Drop something in your mailbox, like a coded message, and then later on, you know what I mean, be posting like, oh, I was in this spot, da 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 you post some shit like that. But then you try to play it back, bro, try to play it back like, you cool. Bro, you gonna take it, like, all right, nigga, this was a threat. You just try to threaten me, bro. And from that point on, you showed up to my crib, bro, it's open season. I'll never have respect for you. That's why I'm like, I, I get where you coming from on this. That's at you can't really listen to uh, for an objective uh, what you call it? Objective perspective on this one, but some of the shit he's saying is right though. Yeah, I like my whole thing is, and it's because. So I, I got, I got to ask you in that situation, would you consider what? Because Maul and Roy will, at that point are more are more than vendors. They're not just people who you pay to come on and speak on your podcast. For sure, they're your friends. They're generally people who you like, who have helped build it. Yeah. So with that being said, do you just record those who talking and then post it on your page under a different name and see how attraction it gets? I'm just trying to figure out the ways that it could have went because I think that this is a this whole shit is 100 percent avoidable unless, like you said, Joe just didn't want them niggas there in the first place, or or as as the money's coming with them. Mm-hmm. I'm because trying to the pot. Because I think the podcast might turn into the pull up. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking might end up happening, bro. That's what I thought it turned into. If we being honest, you know what I'm saying. Especially in the last two months of them really going hard. You know what I mean? They had reason. They had motherfucking uh, Westside Gun. Conway. They had Conway. They had Jim Jones. They had everybody coming and stopping by. Remember, this isn't uh. What, what did they? What was the one thing they used to always say? This isn't. Uh, they said we're not a guest podcast. Yeah, want to rely on guests. But then they started relying on guests. Literally, a whole hour of the show would be somebody they talking to, which was enjoyable. Like when, whenever Reason got on that motherfucker, that shit was funny. That is one funny dude with that podcast, Vince Staples. Vince, I about to say Vince. You know what I mean? Uh. Yeah, but I said that's really the only two rappers I know that w- when they would call some funny shit would go on. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it turned into the pull up. 
for sure. I'm like, and then I think we're really also replacing Maul and uh, Roy with Ishai's was a dagger in the motherfuckers. But then that Kevin Samuels episode was a dagger. <laughs> because let me tell nah, you, the th- that's the a that's, episode was. for sure. But the, the Kevin Samuels one for for me, that's a talk you'll never be able to have with Maul in the room, nor Rory in the room. Because Maul gonna call him a sucker the whole time, fam. And when I and when I really like that episode, I sat back and thought about it. I was like, Joe trying to be PC on this shit, but Joe, you got to carry the conversation with Kevin. That's why it was good to have an ice there. It was good to have an ish there because Joe trying to protect his brand. He trying to make sure he don't say nothing too wild. But it was still like, yeah, if Maul was here, this show would have been, this would have been done in 10 minutes. Roy was here, it would have been done in 10 minutes. That would have been one of the drinks where they like, people called us, but we say no. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it would have been. What it would have been. No, that's a fact. But I think it's it's just weird because... I don't even know how to say this shit. Like, a lot of the guests that they even talk to fuck with the show because those two. Yeah. So, it's really now, it's Joe burning his bridge with members of the culture, with newer people in the culture. That's right. With certain people in the culture. That was one of my questions as well. Cause I was thinking like, all right, you you say Rory don't bring any value to this, you say both of them don't bring no value to this. But if I'm not mistaken, a lot of these phone calls, initial phone calls with these rappers is through Rory's phone. Like the newer rappers, it's through Rory's phone. It's not through Joe's phone, and nothing like that. And then even with Maul, when you want something random to happen, you want some, you know what I mean, a random phone call or something like that, or you just want to talk random. to Julius Randall. Shit. Yeah, I'm like nigga. You'll call. You'll Amal call him. I'm like, granted, you you got the relationship with Drake, but you really don't got it without Maul. You really don't have it without Maul. Like, let's keep it a buck, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep that one to myself. But yeah, it's it's a f- matter of fact. The Jim Jones interview. I'm not for sure he would have got that if Rory wasn't uh I'm wasn't on the that team. I'm not sure if he would have got that. I'm not sure if he would have got uh shit. He wouldn't have got the West Side joint. He wouldn't have got the Conway joint if it weren't for Maul. Nah, yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be interested to see how this shit look. I won't be surprised if he ended the podcast and just did the Patreon shit. I can I see think that. that'd be a hard. I think that'd be a hard left, but I could. I won't be surprised if he did do that. I also won't be surprised if. I think these niggas just need to fight. Just fight on camera. Since you fire niggas on camera, fight on camera. Do like real friends do. Fight. Y'all might not talk for a little bit, then hit us up. Goddamn. Fourth of July with a random ass podcast. We back or right, something. Because the whole, the, whole, the whole issue, my biggest issue, is that both sides are hurt by the shit. Like, nobody wanted this shit to happen. Yeah. Like it feel like even though it may feel like Joe wanted to box him out, it doesn't feel like he wanted to box him out because he actually legitimately did not want them to be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, granted, I brought that up just to bring it up, but like you're saying, they all sides still feel a type of way about this shit. 
And I feel like if you feel a type of way about it, that means that it can be fixed. Yeah. Or at least so, there's more conversation to be had amongst one yeah, another. Not, like and that's clearly not understanding. I think that's the thing. I think motherfuckers. Well, I mean, they they said it. You know what I mean? How they didn't have that conversation until six weeks later, whatever, eight weeks later, however long it was. And it was like one of those things where, all right, now y'all just sending each other messages through social media, through the podcast, through these things. And it's like, we friends, bro. You can talk to me. Or at least that's how it should be. But to that to their point of view, if they feel like Joe has changed up, are they gonna really want to hear what the hell he has to say? That's the other point mm-hmm. that I think that we have to understand that is that if you have a friend I said, from my point of view, personally, shit, I let niggas know it's a friend of mine or somebody who I called a friend at one point who I haven't really talked to because he said some shit to me that I don't think that another man should say to another man. For sure. I can't communicate to you, bro. I don't want to talk to you. I don't need to hear what you got to say. You said some shit that I don't think you can really take back unless we have a sitting down conversation about it. Right. But I'm not in a place that I want to talk to you. So what I do, I just block you right out. I don't need to talk to you, bro. Nah, for sure. When I see you, I dap you up. You keep pushing, but we're not going to have. I'll talk to you when I want to talk to you. I say it like that. Mm-hmm. And you, like in some circumstance, that really might be how both of them. Well, to both of them point, Maul felt like that. Roy wanted to keep it together, but Maul felt like that. Yeah, but so I, I understand that. Yeah, I, I mean, granted, I, the issue, like I said, the issue of why they're breaking up at this point. It ain't about the money. It ain't about nothing. It's literally Maul and Joe's friendship. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we really look at this on the surface, they came back for that one episode or two, however many it was. I just remember one. And in that one episode. It was two of them. Okay. Well, I, like I said, I only remember one. And in that one that I really remember, Rory is, you could tell he's excited to be back. He trying to carry the conversation. Maul, Maul just there. He, he, participating but he just there you know he checked out and i'm just like yeah you can see it it's written right here bro niggas ain't fucking with each other and when bro uh brought this shit up when joe had brought up uh the fact that maul was hiding the detergent at his crib and i'm like dude you bringing up something from when y'all was living together what 10 years ago yeah that's like you could tell you've been holding on to this and you've been wanting to say this. And I, I think that's what it comes down to. Them two niggas need to scrap. Or or or, or chop, chop it up alone, away from the cameras, away from Rory, away from Parks, away from Ian, away from uh, Biggs, away from everybody who's everybody. And then there's another part of this that Joe spoke about. He's hurt. They all hurt in this joint. But they he's hurt. hurt he's hurt about. He's still hurt about that damn Jay-Z situation. How they laughed in his face and all of this. And I'm like, you really tight, bro. Like, bro, you'll never get that beat back. He took it. It was a full-time Jack move. The whole kill is is that... (sighs) You punishing the brand... Because of some issues that you are not able to get over. Right. But you're upset at everybody else because they're not 
taking care of the brand. So it's like, yeah, you cut your nose off to spite your face, but at the same time, you, 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 he doing more than just that. Yeah. Like it feel like he cutting his face off despite his nose. Right. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah, because I'm like, granted, let's let's be objective. Uh, it's two other podcasts on the network, both women led. Um, one is what? See, the thing is, yeah, that's the that's the second one, and then the third one is the uh, Karen Civil Show, basically. Like, I don't know who her uh, co-host is or nothing like that. I ain't going to say her a lot. I haven't listened to either one of them. I listened to See the Thing Is episode one, two, and I think one with, I listened to part of one with Rory and I listened to the one with Joe when Joe and them caught COVID. I remember that. Because whatever, Mandy, whatever, I think she was sick. She was out. Either way, these shows are not getting as many views as the pod, the Joe Budden pod. Obviously, because that's the flagship. But it's like, damn, like, if you about to leave those two to fend for this joint, bro, I don't know. I don't know. I can't be, I can't be mad. I can't be mad at the stance of you choosing your network over your friends, but I can be upset at the defense mechanisms used to rationalize defending or taking the side of your network over your friends. And to be honest, we don't know because there's a reason Ian and Parks on his side. Mm-hmm. We don't know that reason. Uh, we don't know. Well, I mean, shit. At the end of the day, Ian been uh, Joe manager for what? 15 years? Yeah, I about to say. So we know that. And then Parks, he didn't have a relationship with Maul. Really outside of the show, for real, for real. It, yeah, that's, that's what I ain't gonna lie, that shit fried me because he was like one of the reasons, one of the things he was like, they were like, when they started having uh, weekly meetings or monthly meetings, they would notice little things like people showing up late all, all the time. Yeah. Taking a shot at Maul. Ta- late all the time. He took a shot at Maul right there, and then Joe took a shot at Maul when he was like, um, what he said? He was like, don't be coming into another man's house with that badass energy. And I was like, yeah, it's only one person you could be talking about. I thought you were talking about Roy. Because nah. Roy was going through some shit. Grant, granted, Roy was, but he was talking about like being screwed up, like face on camera and shit like that. Because he, he mm. explicitly said that. And it was like, yeah, you talk about Maul. When Maul coming there, he just on his kick it. And I'm like, y'all fucked up when y'all stopped letting the nigga smoke on camera. <laughs> That's just me. Y'all fucked up right then. Because Maul, when he was smoking on camera, he'll laugh, he'll get high, and then he'll kick some shit with y'all. Man, nah, they they, it, it's it's just sad, bro. Nah, that's it's facts. sad, but it, this makes niggas really, and it's one of the things where it's not a my, it's not a uh, damn, I can't think of the word. It's not a monolith for how podcasts or how business with friends goes, but it kind of is. Yeah, like it's sad, but it's like niggas who do this shit, who want to get this shit off the ground, really have to think about if I'm doing this shit with someone who I call my friend. How do we have to go about it? What do we have to do? How right. do we put things down on papers? How do we, how do we, if, if we, when we do start thinking about wanting to get ads, because to be honest, we both, both of us can say from our, our point of views, we have never really actively tried to get ad money for our shit because we still feel like we're building our shits. Yeah. 
So it's like when we get into that situation where we think we're at that point, what do we do? How do we do it? So you just really gotta put all that shit into accountability, into accountability, into account, and just understand that like your 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 brand is a business for sure. What you do is your business. Your voice is your business. So how you take care of that is should be number one. No, it's real. That shit is super real. I'm like, granted, before this shit even happened, I had been thinking about contracts and things like that. Just all types of. Cause I'm like, damn, I do I do a lot of content across the boards and I have different people involved and things like that. But I do know at some point we are gonna have to get to a point where if money is coming in, we gotta talk about this shit. And I need to be prepared. Like you said, like that's the whole key about just contracts and in general. Like if y'all take one if anything from this, you know what I mean? Just be prepared for what the fuck can go on. And I mean, uh-huh. the crux of this shit is know your friends and know when they change it because it's good. Not saying it's good. People grow apart. That's a part of life. At any point in your life, you can be been friends with somebody for fifty years, my nigga, and y'all can just grow apart. It, it's it happens. It's natural, but there are ways to go about it. Definitely, the moment, your, the moment your business gets personal is no longer good business. Exactly. You can do business with people who you personal with, but the moment your business turns personal, it's no longer good business. No, real talk. And I think that's, and I think that's what we saw. I, I really think that's the, that's the best way to sum it up. Yeah, it, bro. When I like I said, it, it's deeper than just the podcast, and it's deeper than just the money. It's literally two people going in different directions while still trying to maintain whatever the fuck they have. It's a mad. It was a mad. It's just. A, I guess uh, this. The interesting thing is that it was a good. It was an in, interesting toxic situation to watch because every week, especially if you were a listener, you know, on an episode when they're not fucking with each other. When you look at the time and you see two hours and twenty five minutes, you're like oh shit, what the hell happened this time? Right. Or you see that joint and it's like forty seven minutes. <laughs> if it's yeah. forty seven minutes, you like oh shit. Who, what didn't happen? Who done pissed Joe off? Is Joe in the building today? Right, like, bro. Who, 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 who got yelled at? Who got cursed off? Like that's another thing I'm thinking about. When Joe had all his shit going on, with like that one. Remember that one episode where you know what I mean it, that nigga didn't say two words, and then he just left in the middle of that joint. All right, when him and Sim broke up. Yeah. Was it was it him? No, that's I'm talking about. Like this was like the fallout of the whole. This is right before they put out the dog shit and all of that. Oh yeah. Matter of fact, I think that was all going on at the same time. But yeah, when that was going on, like nigga, they carried the podcast for you, bro. Roy was. It was a reason I think, and I think that's a part of it too. Is that they were trying to show their worth. That's all. That's why the, the whole situation feels fucked up, bro. Yeah, it just feels wrong. Cause I'm like, Cause I know for a five, Roy Roy was trying to show like, hey, I ain't got shit. I was going for my girl. I'm fucking with me right now. I ain't got shit. Up. This is what I'm doing. Damn right. His health was going through. He was going through mad health shit behind the scenes. Yeah, bro. And I bet say like everybody got their own individual issues, but that shit was fucked up, Joe. And he know that. You know, what I mean, I don't know if you listening, but that shit was fucked up, bro. You know your man's going through it behind the scenes. You even though, yeah, we all witnessed it publicly. Him uh, proposing at the Rock Nation brunch and all of that. You know, I thought it was a weird move too. But look, cause 
you don't I go ahead. We all we all knew that he proposed. He only proposed because his girl was like, "Your two friends proposed. What you want to do now?" Yeah, that's a fact. And I mean, granted, the opportunity presented itself. It was the perfect place, perfect time. I'm at the Rock Nation brunch with no Joe, with no Mall. I'm here because of me. Yeah, you know what. Hove, you know, you know what I mean. I'm gonna take just give me like five minutes. I ain't even gonna be over here. Let me be over there. Why not? And he got a relationship at title. That's that's like because I was talking exactly. to this. I talked uh, talked to my uh, my coworkers earlier about this. Like the fact that he does try to Joe tries to make it seem like them niggas don't got nothing going on or no. Yeah, they just don't have shit going on. It's like, fam. Bro, they... Maul was hurt by that, by that you live with me shit. He was hurt. Bro. He was hurt. Bro. <laughs> I, I get it. And I, I do, too. I, I get it, too, bro. Especially when we really, when Joe talk about what was going on in that time period. And if you was a fan of Joe at that time, it's like, hold bro, on, that's Joe. Like if, that's like if me, you, me, you, Bari, Jason, oh, you know, the LOC niggas yeah. kicking it. And then Barry say, "Nigga, you was living on on our couch." Yeah, bro. Like, like what? <laughs> nigga. Now nah, you was, but at the same that's time, you was saying your shit too. Like you was, you was making sure you was, you was fucking around. You was helping out on exactly. that. Exactly. Like, that's some fucked up shit to say to your man's. Yeah, if exactly. You know the situation. No, that's a fact. And it, even just to bring this shit up on on a public platform or just in front of mad niggas, like, hold on, cause what what are we doing right here? Right, bro. What is this? No, nah, that's 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 a fact, bro. That is a fact. But shit, you know what I mean? Granted, you want to wrap this this uh, joke combo up because I definitely do want to get into that. The initial reason why we should be recording right now. The cold album? No, nah, not even that. We can get to that. But my oh. question, bro, the What's one I question? posed to you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, we done with the joke shit. We this this gonna lead into it because I don't know what this shit, what the fucking shit gonna go now. Because let's, let's exactly. Go into it. Let's go. All right. So yeah, my question is. I don't even, I'm trying to think of what really led me to this shit, but I just know it's been on my mind for a minute. But the question I wanted to pose was, are people into podcast, like the, like the genre itself, are people into the podcasting or are they into the people that do podcasting? And okay, I do know what led me on that shit because when I really look at the, the scene and things like that, and I, I know what I grew up, not grew up, when I first started listening to podcasts, there was no video podcast out. I'm like, and, and Complex, uh, Complex was dropping podcasts, and uh, Combat Jack, ESPN. ESPN. and ESPN was dropping joints, because they had, uh, what's them niggas? They had Bill Simmons joints. Bill Simmons, and, uh, and Ro- Rosenberg, and them had an ESPN joint, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, damn, I can't think of the other dude name. Juan, Juan Epstein, that's what it was, the Juan Epstein show. Uh, but yeah, I'm like nigga. I remember it was Tagstone, uh, Charlemagne in them. You had Jesus and Mero. Who else was popping? The Reed was popping early the on. Reed was popping early. Like like I remember all of these things, and that's why I became like I remember the episode of a podcast that made me be like, you know what? I could do this podcast and shit. It's Brilliant Idiots was for me, bro. Brilliant Idiots is the Glasses Malone episode. I was driving. That, that shit was funny as fuck. Bro, I was driving back to Atlanta, dog. I would never forget this shit. I'm in South Carolina, and he's, they was talking about Ben Carson and all this joint. Damn, niggas outside going in. I don't know what the fuck going on. But, yeah, he was talking about Ben Carson. He was like, everybody dark ain't black. And I was like, you know what? That's a <laughs> profound-ass shit. 
And I was just sitting there, I was like, bro, we just really be doing this in the crib all the time. Because granted, time. everybody that know me know I really wanted to start a podcast in college. We just didn't, I wouldn't say we didn't have the means. We weren't disciplined enough to buy the equipment and done anything. I was buying other things with my money. You know, but <laughs> you feel me? And and that's why. But you know what I mean? Like, I know for me, uh, you know what I mean, deep down inside, I do fuck with the personalities behind podcasting. But even outside of the ones that I named, I remember when I first got back home and I was working at this spot, bro, Apple Podcasts was the only thing podcast that I had on my phone. And I used to listen to Charlemagne, uh, the early episodes of our uh Name this podcast later I was listening to Tagstone Cause I remember The him and Joe Budden episode I'll never forget that shit That shit was funny This nigga Tagstone said Man fuck this This shit over with Get the fuck out of it Bro this nigga said Who is Joe Buttons Like to this man's face I'm like ah oh, man But yeah Cause that was one of the first Video clips I ever seen too Of a podcast That shit was wild I really thought that they, That he was gonna steal off from Bro I, That energy was crazy in there but yeah, I used to listen to like different shit. I used to listen to Oprah podcasts, the Super Soul Conversations, Mad Gems, and that. Uh, I used to listen to well, I listened to this one podcast called uh, Caliphate. It was on uh, ISIS, like the formation of ISIS and shit like that. But then it was also talking about how ISIS, like um, at the time, was we call it damn recruiting people like from the. Uh, North America Like they had this whole story About a dude from Canada How he went over there And literally got entwined Bro it's a good ass shit It came out like 2014 It's a really good listen It's like four or five parts And I'm like damn I'm a storyteller at heart So it's like I'm into all of these different things So I know deep down inside I'm into podcasting If it sounds like a good idea I'm gonna listen to it I might not stay if I don't like it But you know what I mean I definitely know I'm into like podcasts. And I so. think I think a big part of it is what you say, it's the ideas and the concepts. It's not always the people because I know for a fact, me personally, I will it's some podcasters who I listen to, but I'll look at what they're talking about and if they're not talking about some shit I don't want to listen to, I'm not gonna listen to them. This is now with some podcasts I listen to no matter what. Like I'm a like it's a guilty pleasure, but I'm gonna listen to the Joe Button podcast no matter what. Because I know it's going to be some shit that's going to keep my attention. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to a basketball podcast if they're talking about some shit or they have somebody on there who I don't like listening to. Or I'm not going to listen to a football podcast if they're talking about fantasy football in the middle of fucking July. Like, I like fantasy. I don't like it that much. No, that's a fact. Like, like it's just, it's just, it depends on the concepts. Like, so for instance, one, like, I like personally podcasts that conceptual like storytelling wise that are like the behind the scenes of a show I'm watching. So like one of the best ones I listened to was Chernobyl, the mm-hmm. HBO show. Yeah, the yeah. podcast from that drama was amazing because they had the actual actors on there and they were talking about like the real historic events and the details around it and how they like shit like like you're saying the storytelling aspect of it. Like right. yeah, like I know my favorite word is nuance. I believe there's nuance in everything. So whenever I can get into nitty gritty of some shit that's the shit that keeps me enthralled. That's the shit that keeps me hanging on. So Facts. I can't listen to your voice if I don't like you. <laughs> this is but true. Just well, because I like you, just because I like you, just because I'm entertained by your voice, don't mean I'm gonna listen to whatever the hell you got to say. Right. Because that had been like, for instance, I stopped listening to Charlemagne when 
Mike, it's kind of weird. When that smear campaign with Joe Budden was going on, to me, we had this conversation. It was so blatantly obvious that Charlamagne had a hand in that that I couldn't listen to him because everything after that, you just another nigga who in the position. You're not really, you're nothing different from anybody else. Nah, for so sure. So why do I need to? Yeah, I mean, I stopped listening to Charlamagne a while ago for the same exact reason. Like, well, I wouldn't say for the joke, but yeah, it just, it, it felt, felt funny. Yeah, like, and it wasn't even particularly about the fact that he was doing it to Joe Budden. Yeah. It couldn't, I couldn't give a damn who was doing it to. It's the fact yeah, that he yeah. was doing it to somebody in the same arena or something. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Especially knowing all the listen. shit that he was going through himself. Yeah, that day, yeah, yeah. that was the, that was my issue. It was like, my nigga, you, you look. You throwing stones from a glass house. And you just lost an HBO deal that we don't even talk about no more. But it happened. I Because re- I was excited. Because like, somebody oh, did the same shit to him. That's the wild part. Yeah. But that's what, that's, that's the what game, my, though, that's, bro. That's that's the sick part about this shit. That's why I even have to ask myself that all the time. Like, bro, are you willing to, like, really accept what comes with the game if you got to play it? You know what I mean? Of, granted, am I doing this to get famous? Fuck no. Do I want my podcast to be successful? For sure. I want people to listen because I feel like I got some insightful shit to say. And I, I feel like exactly. I, I think I got a good voice, you know, but yeah, I had to ask myself, are you willing to play the fucking game, bro? Or are you willing to deal with what comes with this shit? But I think that's the, and I, that's the whole kill about podcasts that you listen to is like, like for instance, my, I'm a, I like the ring of podcast network. I think Bill Simmons has an issue with understanding what it means to be diverse. Yeah. What I have noticed recently is that he has made it an effort to hire and bring on more black voices to his podcast mm-hmm. and to his network, which I appreciate. Right. So ergo, I feel more comfortable listening if I know that he is actively trying to recruit more black voices and black faces because of that criticism. Do I think that he's perfect at it? No. Do I think he's doing a better job than most excuse me, the most of these motherfucking places? Hell yeah. That's a fact. Like and he knows what the hell he's talking about. Does he have, do I have my issues with his biases? Of course. Do I have my issues with the way that he sees shit? Of course. But he's a 60-year-old white man. He's not going to see the world the same as a 26-year-old black kid. Right. So, I mean, that it, you just got to pick and choose what you coming, what you listening for, what you listening to. I want to listen to somebody my age. I'm going to specifically look for some shit that's around my age. Like, for instance, not my age, but a good podcast to listen to if you want to listen to black voices around sports, Bomani. Well, Monty Jones podcasts are intriguing as hell. I could imagine shit. So, like, you just gotta, like, you got to find the voices that are meant for you because everybody yeah, got yeah. like everybody got something that they want to listen to, bro. Like, it is what it is. But that's a fact because I'm like, you find yours, fam. My guilty pleasures, you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a comedy dude deep down inside. Like, I love laughing. I love all shit that's funny. My first podcast idea was on some comedy shit. But I'm like, bro, I listen to the 85 South show. Like, that's a consistent one that I listen to. And I know I'm going there for the concept of the show, just how it's set up. I'm like, nigga, this shit is perfect. Even with the uh, whole, Grant, I didn't listen to because I don't have Luminary, but the whole Dave Chappelle shit, the clips that I heard, I'm like, oh, this is it's fucking. On the, it's on the podcast app, too. Okay, well, guess I got to listen now because I didn't know that. But yeah. The clips I heard, I'm like, oh, this shit sounds fucking perfect, dog. You got Dave in the element that was built for him. Because I don't give a fuck. This podcasting shit is built for a nigga like Dave. 
100,000%. Because I'm like, granted, even in his jokes, he be saying some uh, super serious shit, but it's like, all right, he's also somebody who's way more nuanced than we give him uh, credit for. But that's why he's good on the Joe Rogan podcast. But whenever he go on there, he always he talks he talks like a nigga from D. He talks like a nigga from DC. That's what he is. But, shit. <laughs> yeah, but in that he goes to like telling he gets very 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 allegorical. For sure. So, but that like, I think that's the that's the pro, that's the that's the that's the gold of Dave Chappelle. Yeah, and I mean you got to understand, man. You know, what I mean he was raised by educators. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he might say he said something about you know what I mean him being raised to be an oracle type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he's deep inside of knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like on a lot of different fronts. But it does at, at, he's cool with Talib. You said what happened? It bothers me that he's still cool with Talib. I will say that. Hey man, I th- I think it's one of those things where he been that nigga friend for so long. It's one of those things where, like, you know who your friends are. And you know yeah. what they do and what they're capable of. Because, granted, yeah. that, I think that's one of the reasons why I really haven't gone to, like, try to try to listen to it. Because I'm afraid I'm going to be like, damn, I'm really fucking with it. Then I got to hear Talib. Because, I mean, shit, nigga, I, I ain't going to lie. I hear Get By probably, like, once a week. And I still rap along. Because, I mean... <laughs> It's it's a classic, but you know, like I said, I don't know if, how I feel really about it on like the surface. Goddamn! I already know myself. I'm like, that's the main reason why I haven't listened to it because he's doing it with Talib. So, like, like I said, that's one of the reasons why I've been like. Eh. But I mean that. But that's a voice that I would not Talib, but Dave. That's a voice that I would listen to, no matter what. Probably, and I ain't gonna lie, like. But the condition on the condition as to why I'm not listening to him because of who he's doing it with. So that goes into the conversation. It's like, yo, you have to. I'm not telling nobody to have morals on who they listen to, but you have to know that who you listen to says something about who you are. No, that's a fact. Like, it does. It definitely does. Shit. <laughs> uh, I don't want to throw nobody under the bus, so I won't. But. There's a whole sect of people that listen to, how can I even explain this genre of podcasts? Or, I wouldn't even call it a genre, just these type of individuals, you know what I mean, Granny? I, I fuck with, I'm trying to be politically correct without, you know, you really going retarded. But, and I wasn't politically correct, but you know what I'm saying? Hey man, we lit though. Uh, all right. Motherfuckers like Kevin Samuels, uh, motherfuckers like, um, who's another person like him? I don't know if bro do podcasts or nothing like, but uh, Tommy Sotomayor, shit like that. Listen to all of these red pill motherfuckers, all of these, oh, you know what I'm saying, the alpha man. It's like, hey, dog, if you tell me you listen to these people on the daily, and and if I know you listen to these, I'm not going to respect what you have to say about certain things. Yeah, that's why some niggas who I'm cool with, who I don't really... In, like want to have on a podcast I say it like that Oh for sure It's just, it's like <laughs> I, personally much so. wanna, I personally don't agree with, with That opinion so I'm not going to put that opinion On the platform Yeah like I mean granted it is what it is. I, I think that's where we differ Because I'm a nigga 
at the end of the day, you know what I mean? My whole brand is based on perspective. So I can't shun nobody's perspective because at the end of the day, I don't truly feel like there is a true right perspective. But there is shit that, you know what I mean, is clearly right, clearly wrong. If that hey, makes any up. sense. Oh, yeah. Give me one second, Brody. Oh, yeah. The thing. recording has stopped. Nah, man. I don't know. It's, it's, you just, the person, personalities just had to do a punch in. Sorry about that, y'all. It's personalities okay. just definitely matter. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, granted, when I, when I asked the question, you know what I'm saying? I had to like answer it for myself. And I'm like, granted, it's a little bit of both, obviously. You know what I mean? Like we, it's really what we're getting uh, down to the bottom of. You know what I mean? Yeah, it might be some shit that gravitate uh, that you naturally gravitate towards conceptually and things like that. And it's a bonus if you ask somebody uh, you fuck with talking about it. But then there's also that time where hey, it might be a great idea, but if I just don't fuck with you, I just don't fuck with you. I mean, but there's a place for the shock jock shit. Oh, for sure. For like, and, and even then, I'm like, granted, this ain't a podcast, but. Nigga, when I'm in my bag and I really feel like when I'm in my bag, because they made a small bottle of this joint, I'm happy. But that's a whole nother story. But yeah, when I'm in my bag, bro, I'll listen to a Star. The Star Report is nothing but shock jock. I can listen to that all day. I used to listen to, uh, who else would I consider? I mean, early, Joe is a shock jock. He tries to be. But he's not really shock jock, bro. When you really pay attention to like academics, he's a loud angry. Nigga. Yeah, I'm about to say academics is a Ac- shock jock. But yeah, he's a shock jock. Star, if you ever get a chance, I would recommend you just to be lit because it's more tolerable. Because if you just so you like, All right, man, what are you talking about? Why are you going this hard? Why are y'all doing this? But yeah, his show and his audience that he got because he do like a live show because. Obviously, he come from radio and things like that. But that's a shock jock right there. Who else be doing shock jock shit? Adam 22 used to be shock jock. I'm so glad he's stopping that shit. He just asks simple questions now. Yeah. And let niggas talk themselves into it. My whole thing is one reason. I mean, I'm start, I'm going to say starting to gain respect, but you know what I'm saying? I'm starting to get over this shit. But how he had, not him, but yeah, him releasing that episode with him and Boot Gang. I'm like I would as somebody with a platform I would never do that. What well, I'm not I'm not hip. Uh, well, all right, so Boom Gang he was drunk off his ass, bro, like to the point where like he barely constructing words, like he slurring every word. He's smoking a black. He stand up at one point and damn near like bust his ass, like hitting the wall and shit. And I'm just like, granted, I understand the persona that this young man gives off and things like that, but it's still irresponsible. For you to put this on your platform. Even though it happened in your office and all of that. Yeah, you could talk about it. You could bring it up and all of that. I'm going to call you back. But some yeah, shit. Yeah. It's some just, shit you got to cut. Yeah, something you we don't need to see. Especially for... I'm glad that it did happen. Because in the long run, bro, end up getting his life together. But seeing that shit didn't feel good to me. Just like you getting on social media yesterday. What I seen did not feel good to see. Yeah, I don't know if you oh, did yeah. the little Reese shit. Oh, bro. is he good? Do yeah, we know if he good? Yeah, they say he's, they said he's in stable condition. Bro, he gets shot at like once every five, six months, it feel like. Yeah, real talk, but to see the video, granted, I didn't see him get shot, but just see the video, bro, how he was, it's just like, 
I don't need to see this, bro. Under under no circumstances do I really need to see this shit. Man, nah, that's I'm glad. I think we getting away from that shit to a degree. But the cat, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't necessarily call. Well, not nah, Kevin Samuels is a shot dog. He he does that shit on purpose. He tries to say he don't, but he does that shit on purpose. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I and I get the point that he does this shit to men and women, but it's not whether or not he does it to shit. Charlemagne borderline shock jock. Well, I don't listen to the podcast no more, but him on the radio. He used to be, so I could say. He used to be. He used to be. Because I've to say he definitely did rebrand himself with mental health and all of that. Good move too. Hell of a Smart move. move. <laughs> he did it. He did it right on time too. Bro, it's a lot of it's a lot of things I think about. I'm just like, man, one more year of that shit, you wouldn't be here. But he timing. His position is something that we don't I don't I don't even he's not comparable to anybody, honestly. He he at this point is his own entity. And it's weird. I'm about to say the only person I could compare him to is his uh predecessor. And that's I mean not his predecessor, his mentor, goddamn, and that's Wendy Williams. Yeah. That's the I only person. He, and, he's and, bigger and, than Wendy. and that's what I was about to say. In the in the lane where he's at is way different. But that's the only person I could compare him to. Because even trying to compare him to Star, I'm like, nah, man. I'm like, hold on. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, now that makes perfect sense. Kind of like Star got fired from Hot 97. I might say, if I'm not mistaken, DJ him and DJ Envy got into it about something. I know the Aaliyah shit I know he got in trouble for that With the whole bombs uh, Shit uh, Plane crash sounds I remember that But I, I know it's something with DJ Envy man I won't be surprised Star is Star is one of the people that he don't Oh yeah He, he don't Go ahead You know what I'm saying Like he don't He don't like He doesn't like when people try to be politically correct around him Cause he He looks down on that type of shit so I can see that can DJ Envy try to bleep PC a lot. Nope, this is what happened. He threatened uh his kid. Star threatened DJ Envy's kid. And Star got arrested. What? Yep. I forgot I forgot what he really said. He he said something wild too. And that's what I'm saying. This nigga is shock jock. Man, you can't do that to your co-host. No, nah, he wasn't co-host. Cause I about to say Star was working at Power 105 at the time. My bad. He was working at 105 at the time. Bro was working at High 97. Envy was that's when Envy was DJ at High 97. Yeah, and he see. Well, granted, let me let me take the threat away because what I just read is what I just read. He threatened to track down DJ Envy's daughter and f- proceed to do things to her. And mind you, this was a minor, minor, not a. Young, you know, not a teenage minor. This was a minor, minor. Ooh, and them niggas. Yeah. I don't want to be foul, but he been around, he been around too many mob niggas. If that's how he talking to people. Mind you, because that's on. That's not. That's not. That's nigga, not some shit that black people really say to each other. This nigga's from Jersey, bro. That's, that's a good point. That is all we got to say. Chop would say some shit like that. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't even put that on my boy. Nah, nah, nah. I mean. Kyle, I say even investing. I ain't to disrespect my boy and nothing like that. Kyle, I don't even want this to come. Chop, don't remind me of no Jersey nigga, man. 
That's a good point. He Child, don't. Child he, me of a Philly. he closer to Philly niggas. That's what I was about to say. He remind me of either a Philly nigga or or somebody hey, from like him. And, him and Zai the same way because Zai don't remind me of Jersey niggas. Zai remind me of a Philly nigga a lot. Yeah, bro. If you would have asked me, Zai was from Philly. Now that, but now that you say, I'm like, he definitely is. What he ain't from Camden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he from the Grady too, boy. Man. You know what I'm saying? Both of them act like Philly niggas. That's the funniest shit about it. That's a fact. Shout out to my boys, goddamn. You know I mean, mean? We, I feel like we won't really be cool with them if they were true Jersey niggas. Ain't nothing wrong with Jersey niggas. Jersey niggas just be, y'all got, y'all, y'all, y'all switches a little, a little quick. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, I probably, uh, yeah, nah, I probably wouldn't even work. Yeah. I'm about to say, I can, yeah. Rock, I can rock with anybody from the, the Northeast, anyways, though. Nah, now that I really sit down and think about it, yeah. I say the, the I think the funniest nigga out of LLC or whatever, you know what I mean, from the Northeast is Hugh. He was always the funniest <laughs> nigga to me, man. I love that man to death, yo. He's had he's brought me so much enjoyment throughout my time, especially in college, goddamn. Because I was just like a Connecticut was... nigga boy that is he. Yeah, him you and would... Antoine was like Twiddle D and Twiddle Dumb freshman. That shit was funny. And bro, you would have bro the way this man talked. You would have swore he took the Cameron training class, bro. He's talked like I thought he was from New York, bro. bro. I swore this man was from Harlem. My whole t- like for the first year, for real, for real. And then it was a situation that happened at uh, Barry and them crib sophomore year. We had that. Remember, we had the uh, the the homecoming parties. Yeah, the little the three three uh three parties oh, one yeah, night the three, yeah. legendary goddamn but yeah so at the the last spot that's when the police came he was drunk as a bitch bro this nigga was like yeah i'm the realest nigga from new england and i was crying i remember that shit i remember that shit because we was inside uh the gated joint yes we bro. was at the gated joint i remember yes, that bro. shit that shit was funny as that shit nigga said, i'm not walking to the park parking lot he just screaming that bro, shit bro that nigga said i'm the realest nigga from new england i'm like you different <laughs> That's my guy, man. That's a different statement. That is that for sure, bro. Because when he said, I was like, you know what? I have no choice but to believe it. You know, <laughs> no choice but to believe it. But then, yeah, I met somebody from, you know, what I mean, from Connecticut. Well, I know a few people from Connecticut, but I met somebody from the, from the way. You know, trash. No, I bet say if it's anybody from Morehouse, probably not, bro. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Oh yeah, I say he from Boston. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Well, granted, shout out to my well. I need to talk to that nigga. I don't think he moved yet, but shout out to uh, Barry. I know he out there, or was out there. Boston? Mm-hmm. He was out there since we graduated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. That he boy, he about, he about to move to Chicago. Yeah. Stay away, stay away from them places, goddamn. Have fun with that one. <laughs> but then again, we, we I know that nigga, Jabari. He ain't going out there. No. I know no, that nigga. No. Especially, we not around. Nah, he not going out there. Nah, hell fucking no. I need to, never mind, I need to talk to Corbin too. But that's nah, somebody I ain't talking to. What else you want? What oh, yeah, we ain't shit. You know what I mean? We approach at 1 30, you know what I mean? Shit, we can talk about this cold album before we get up out of here because I definitely, you know what I mean, need to get on it. I go back to work at 3 45, man. God damn, man. Yeah, man, ain't working a kid. But you know what I mean? Work, nigga, work. Work. Man, that's how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Exactly how I've been feeling lately, man. But now nah, this cold project, bro. I'm like, granted, we already said we not gonna review the shit. We just giving our motherfucking 
just how we feel first about. takeaways, bro. Because mind you, when it dropped that Friday, I was asleep, bro. Like I was, yeah, I went to sleep. Uh, what was that Thursday night? Probably like ten ten p.m. Woke up four. Jabari texts me uh, middle of the night like, "Yo, bro, I know you're listening to this shit." Nope. <laughs> Woke up, nigga. I played that bitch like three, four times. Like he didn't do this to me, bro. Let me, let me keep. Let me. He didn't do this. I'm like, oh man, yeah, finally. That's all I had to say with that one. This album. What I will say, on first couple of listens, this album is what I thought KOD would have had me feeling like. This is exactly what I thought. Because when I, my first time listening to KOD, I was like, it's cool. It's real cool, but eh. It ain't, it, ain't, it wasn't it. Yeah, I'm like, I don't it, know if I was is, looking. It didn't stick. Yeah, because he had a few songs on it where I was like, yeah, this works, this works, this works. But, eh. Most of it, you could tell. Mine is, this is what I'll say. Most of it on that album, you could tell he was just getting comfortable with doing the new style of rapping with the new cadence. KOD was his 808s. I could agree to that. And my, and granted, he do got some songs on that bitch where I'm just like, you know what? These could be. You, He's th- working on, he was working on it. Yeah, and this he could be the. Hear it. Look, what song is it? Uh, that, that Friends record. I think that that's a. That's a a top 15 J. Cole record for me. Now, it's one of his best songs to me, just because of what he's talking about. Because I Man, feel he that got shit seven personally. on this album, I think, in, in that shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh, hey, fam. No, I, I agree. I'm like, it's a lot of songs up here that is gonna start vying for some of my top favorite songs from him, for sure. Because that 100 mil, every time I hear it, I'm just like, Cole, I didn't think you could make a song that would really have me having fun out here, bro. The way I feel when I listen to this album, it's 40 minutes of J. Cole rapping. We've never gotten that before. That's this is the hip-hop album that Drake fans want Drake to make. That's a fact. This is... I think it's a few rappers over the last few years who have done this. Jim Jones and Cameron are two of them. Rick Ross did it. We'll put him at me too a little bit. I would say, I listen, boy. I would say, J Rock did it a little bit with Redemption. Hip hop niggas have an issue with rappers who were great on their mixtapes, but when you hear the album, you're wondering what the disconnect is. Mm-hmm. And the most frustrating thing about J Cole is that that's almost J Cole's career. Him and Wale are the two niggas that I would say that's their careers. Facts. The mixtapes have always been held in a higher regard than the actual albums, mm-hmm. and they their whole career their their career journey is struggling to figure out how to do it. And I think the issue, and you can really just say this might be an issue that Wiley and Cole have had with each other is that Cole has tremendously made more improvement on that than Wale has. Wale's kind of feel stuck. This is a mixtape album, For in the sure. pure sense of the word. That it sounds like a nigga rapping on mixtape on as an in a mixtape feel, but it's put together sonically, thematically as mm-hmm. an album would, which is some shit that I don't it it's some shit I wanna say that I cannot say. I cannot say right now. Mm-hmm. I can tell you when, when as soon as we hit end on this recording, I'm not saying that shit live. I dig it. I got it but, but it's this shit plays 
like some of the greatest hip hop albums we ever heard. It does. <laughs> it really does. I'm like, this is one this is one of the first J. Cole albums. And granted, those that know me, I'm the biggest Cole fan, you know what I mean, at this point in my life. It's probably the first album I've really listened to by Cole where I'm just like, there is really no skips. No there, skip. there is no reason to skip a song because even when he put the climb back on it, I was like, I'm gonna skip it this shit. Sense. And then, bro, I was thinking about this earlier. Middle Child would have worked on this album, but I'm glad he didn't put it on this album. But it would have worked. Oh my that, god! And I, I don't know if I was talking to you. I was no, I was talking to Nick about it. The reason why this album is the perfect J Cole album is that J Cole is always a nigga who talks about the future while living in the present. Yeah, this album was the first time I think J Cole has talked about the past while looking towards the future. Mm. J Cole has always been a person who's been stuck in who he is. Yeah, and stuck with what he's done. He's never been a person to reflect on what he's done and look at what he's going to be. And this is the first time we've gotten that for a whole album. Yeah, that's why this album sounds different to me. People don't people when I when I say this a lot, people kind of get confused when I say it on why like rappers a certain way. Cold juxtaposition use juxtaposition the entire album. Mm-hmm. Literally, this album is an album of juxtaposizing his past to where he is now, to where he's going to be, and what he knows that he can be, and what he sees himself as. Right. And this shit is different because Cole has never reflected on where he comes from and how that has formed who he is. He talks about where he is. And how he thinks about where he comes from. Mm-hmm. It's just a different perspective. It's a switch. I yeah. think this is this is the switch for J. Cole. This is a switch that every artist hits at it when they get to that 30, when they hit that 33 to 36, you're like, all right, what's the third phase gonna look like? Yeah. And I think we're looking at J. Cole's third phase right now. This shit is different. Mm-hmm. He's rapping different. He's 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 fan. <laughs> it's just different. Yo. What he, the rhyme scheme he did over, not even on the album, the rhyme scheme he did over that still tipping beat is probably the wildest shit I've heard him do. Like, bro, I gotta read this shit because how he was, he had mad internal rhyme, and to end every, you know, what I mean, every four bars on a on a rhyme was wild as fuck to me. He, I, his rhyme schemes on the album are. Oh, he just bro. He's weaving through it's shit, a, and it's the wildest like, thing. But it's a masterclass because if you listen to if you look at if you listen to it, you hear like the rhyme scheme changes with the point of view sometimes. Yeah, no, that's a fact. That so is a fact. He, it, it's it's. I said this. I said this to Nick. It's a masterclass on rhyming with juxtaposition of point of view and rhyme with with comp, comp, comparing your past to your future. And that's some shit that a lot of niggas don't do. A lot of niggas compare their past to their, to their now. He's comparing his past to his future, saying that I know what I am right now, but what I'm about to be is different. And what you niggas, what you, like, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's special. Yeah. <laughs> and I will compare this album, honestly, to the, uh, to the allegory. That's, that's, that's the album that just feels a lot like to me. Not in the same way as the storytelling, of course, because you know, allegory. Royce was really just documenting his life story and just you talking about the book of Ryan or the allegory? Oh, the book of Ryan, my fault. All right, because I was, I was, I was about to say, I'm like, my fault. That's my the allegory. I fuck with that shit too, but I was like, yeah, 
The Book of Ryan, yeah, this dude feel like that a little bit. It feel like the Book of Ryan. Yeah. Not in the same way of storytelling, but in the same way of reflecting back and understanding where I've come and how this made me a better me now. Not real talk. It's the same theme. So it's just, it's, that type of music to me, hits, it, hits, it hits me different. It's, it's an understanding of self and it's an understanding of perspective that a lot of artists don't know how to show. And when you hear it, you know it's different. And somebody tweeted this. They were like, it's easy to say that an album sucks when it first comes out. They don't like how it sounds. Why is it so bad for us to say that some shit might be a classic when we hear it the first time? You said why? Yeah, like, no, I'm saying like somebody tweeted that shit and it's true. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's a fact. Yeah, I'm about to say motherfuckers can tell you some shit is trash all the time. But if you say, hey, my nigga, this is a classic, like, it's an argument. Yeah, it's wild, bro. I'm like, granted. My whole thing is, you know, you know, good music when you hear it, or you should. I would say you should, but then again, all our palettes aren't the same. Because I about to say certain trap shit where motherfuckers be like, niggas is going off, and I'm like, I feel you, I hear it. It's just not for me, so I can't resonate one hundred percent with it. But I think this is the this is what an ad switch with J Cole is happening. Because I think everybody got homies who don't like J. Cole. They got to find sure. a new reason to not like him. They listen to the album three, four times to see why they can't fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For it's sure. to that point. Yeah. That's, that's how you know when a nigga is different. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro. Niggas do the same thing with Drake. Niggas have always done the same thing. Niggas, niggas will buy a Drake album to tell you why the Drake album wasn't that good. That's a fact. Look, man. I'm a nigga out here that'll tell you Drake don't got no classic albums, but I've heard every Drake album and I love every Drake album. Even though I do feel like I don't feel like he has a classic album. I feel like he has a classic project though. Outside of outside of the the, outside of the original, you know what I mean? Goddamn, uh, what is that? What is that shit called? I can't. What is his uh, first project? Thank me me later. No, the one. Oh, you talking about? uh, 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 It's slipping uh, me, bro. Because I want to. Damn, the one that they commercialized. Yeah, and I'm mad. Ayo, hey, all the Drake fans don't get mad at me because I'm, yeah, I'm tired. Uh, it ain't comeback yeah. season. Then it's the one right after comeback it's season. The right it's the one, the one that everybody like. I got a phone. That's what it's for. The one with success, successful, yeah. all them shits. Bria's in the all that good shit. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Come I know the, the song is it's, the song come is sooner season. than come later. Nah, comeback season. No, it's not comeback. Come comeback season. season. Shit, he got the part in the fro. God damn, it's not comeback season. What shit is that joint called? I imagine look it up. <laughs> so far gone. So far I don't know gone. how God I forgot damn. that shit. My the song is sooner uh, sooner or later. Cause I was thinking that was what the tape was called. But yeah, I'm like, outside of that. I do feel like if the whole ghostwriting shit would have never came out. If you're reading this, it's too late. Would have been his classic. Yeah, because he got some. It's some. Even the singing shits on that joint different. Bro, when it dropped, it was one of those ones where it's like, all right, my nigga, this feels like a moment. It feels like a moment we should all pay attention to, and the music is justifiably good enough to pay attention to it uh, at this level. Because energy was stupid. I mean, granted, no, legend. No, nothing was the same. Not a classic to you. Oh, it is. I mean, I'm not gonna call it a classic. It's his best album to me. And if he does have anything close to a classic, it is that. But I don't think Drake has a classic rap album but in the, in the sense J. of Cole rap doesn't. album. I will argue J. Cole doesn't, though. This is I, with J. Cole, this is his second. 
Because I would say four seal drive is one, and this one will be. A seal. And I was about to say I I wouldn't call. Here's my thing. I'm getting out of calling shit classic because I'm looking at motherfuckers like Kendrick and shit. I'm looking at perfect or just shit we can call a ten out of a ten. Granted, it's people that say Cole don't got a ten out of a ten project. I do feel like 2014's Four Seal Drive is a ten out of a ten. If you really listen to that album, if you don't listen, to, if you just listen to it for the songs and all of that, then yeah, no, that album is not good. But if you listen to it for the story he's telling all the way through, of literally from my birth until love yours, nigga, like this is a complete story. I fuck with it, but yeah, I don't. I don't think Dre has that. And that's because I don't feel like we know Drake, even though Drake tells us all his personal shit. But I don't feel like we know that nigga. I've always said that, and I think that's the time. I think the album that Drake drops that that's the album where he'll be submitting as the greatest of all time. For sure, bro. If if Drake come out with a four four four, it's a rap. It's a fucking rap. Because even Cause now, he'll be the first rapper to make captions for men and women. Bro, <laughs> bro, that's a fact. That's a fucking fact. Cause I'm like Drake always keep alluding to telling us the full story, telling us more and all of this joint. And I just be like, damn nigga, give us more. Give me a This is my thing. Views, I love views as an album. Granted, I understand why people don't really like that shit. But it's like, damn, my nigga, you open up that album really strong. Give me five Western Road flows. Like five songs with that type of content. And then you could you can give me five whatever else you want to do. But just give me five of those, we good. That's my issue with views, though, and I think that's why a lot of people get mad at me when I say views isn't that good of an album. It's because if you listen to how it started, how it finished, it's two different albums. Two completely different albums, bro. Mm-hmm. This and nigga was... People, Go ahead. It, I always tell people views was views was his original blueprint for More Life. It's obvious. More Life is better because it's longer and it's, you don't go into any expectations. Yeah. But Views wasn't that good because we expected it to not be a playlist. We expected it to be a complete body of work. That's it a fact. We thought it was your view of life. Yep. We yeah. we literally thought that was going to be the point out. Bro, and it started off so strong. Like, nine, keep the family close. Uh, Feel No Ways, Western Road Western Flows. Road it's like we got into all of that and then we get into hype and... Grammys, uh, what was the other song? Hotline Bling, and it's like, damn, this shit really became a party album, and it's like, whoa, real fast. What, where are we, where are we going? But I think that's what I think that's my disconnect with people who, when I talk about the album, that's where it comes from. They're not listening to it that way. They're listening to the actual songs. Yeah, the songs are great. For Drake sure. is never gonna put out music an album with bad songs. Come on now, it's no, great. that's a fact. It's just <laughs> my problem with Drake is sequencing, sequencing, and he, and I think. Go I ahead. think that's why I think that's why Loverboy hasn't come out. I think I think him and Forty are literally fighting every day about how that album should look, how it should feel, how it should sequence and sound. Because Forty, I, I promise you, if you let Forty sequence the album, it's gonna be amazing. All I'm gonna say is Drake can't afford for Kendrick to have another damn, and he drops a Scorpion. But that's damn, all I'll damn. say. That, and granted, the whole kill damn wasn't that great. Niggas know how I feel about this shit. Granted, it was a pop album. I under, but I understand why. Listen, I had this argument with my mentor because, granted, he's an English type of nigga. He's an English major. All this dude, you know, what I mean, he teaches English at uh, middle school out here, Morehouse grad, all that. He's a Kendrick fan through and through. I'm a Cole fan. 
his one joint every time we argue is, but Kenny got to pull a surprise. And I'm like, he got that shit. He got that shit for the Pimp Butterfly. Let's call it, let's call it Spade to Spade. I don't agree. I don't agree. And, I, and to Pimp Butterfly is his best album. It's his most important work to date. I, this is most poetic too. Yeah, this is and that's where he raps his best. He did his best writing his like lyri- lyrically. That's his best body of work. I don't. I personally don't think he can top that. But then again, he a nigga like M. He's a nigga like Wayne. Where it's like, fam, if you really put your mind to it, you could probably do something way different than this. He can find a way to write words better than anybody else at any given time that he wants to. That's a fact, but. The reason that nigga won the Pulitzer for damn, read the lyrics to damn. Don't listen to the album. Just read them bitches. Like, literally, uh, what's the first song? Blood? Read that bitch. Then oh, go yeah, into DNA. A, read that bitch. He's telling a story the whole, the whole album. And, bro, it could be read as a fucking story. And it's it's the wildest. Granted, it's only one song up there that doesn't read as, like, a story. For real, for real. And that's God. And that's just because it just keeps saying this is what God feel like. That's the only reason. Other than that, everything else perfectly flows. And it's like, nigga, this shit could have been a book. It could have been a book of poetry. Like, by, like poem, damn, by Kendrick Lamar, the poem book. That shit would have won. And it took me a very long time to, like, get to that point. Because I'm a nigga. I'm a, I'm a genius type of dude. I'm a... Album came out. All right. Cool, I'm going to listen the first time just to get the feel of it. Then that second time, I'm going to see what you're saying. Especially if you said some wild shit where I was like, I need to really listen or peep what you just said and uh, how to line. And so I'm like, bro, I'm reading through Rap Genius, and I'm like, you know what? Turn the music off. I'm like, damn. Okay, this nigga is prolific as a motherfucking writer. And that, that's all I'm saying. You cannot yeah. let this nigga get another one of those moments. Because especially how he came out the gate with that, with the whole uh, heart part four. T- nigga, what you- tells me that cold drop is that Kendrick is coming soon. Always. And that, that I say, if you know me, everybody know, I always say this. My one, the one thing about J. Cole that upsets me the most is because if you really listen to the music, him and Kendrick have had a secret war for a very long time. Him and, no, him and Drake have had an out war for who, a long time. Who, Colin, Colin Drake? Yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. But no, listen to the music. He is, he's thrown a lot of shots at Kendrick on the low. It, it may be on the high. Like, it's a lot of shit where, uh, what's that joint? Uh, damn. You know that shit? Gave you the blueprint. Don't forget. Cole is your phone is zero percent. That whole shit is about Kendrick, bro. Like, nigga, I showed you the lane to this shit. I showed you everything about this shit. Now y'all trying to put this nigga on this shit. Uh, his response to control, I forgot the verse. But yeah, deep down inside, I'm like, all right, y'all got this little tiff y'all got going on or whatever. Uh, it's underneath. I think, it's I not, think it's friendly competition. Yeah, yeah. That, I, and I really think and that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not calling it nothing real. I'm, like I said, it's a secret war. It's just, bar, nigga, when we bar each other up, we bar each other up. It's just like him and uh, Wale. Cause shit, Groundhog Day is one of them ones, goddamn it. But yeah, I'm like, yo, Cole always leaves the door wide open for Kendrick, bro. Every single time, like he'll drop like 2014 Forest Hill drop, for example. I was like, damn, I know why you dropped it, cause 2014 is the end of the year. You wanted to get it out this year, but damn, my nigga, why you ain't wait? 
until next year, till 2015. Because we all knew Kendrick was dropping in March. Everybody knew he because we thought he was dropping in January, bro. So it was like he's coming the first half of the year, bro. Because he pushed the album back twice because it was supposed to come out in January and then it was supposed to come out February for Black History Month. Yep. And as I'm saying, I'm like, bro, you let him. And then he let him drop to Pimp a Butterfly. And I'm like, it ain't no way you didn't know that, was, that album was yeah, coming. Because that, that was the year everybody thought he was going to drop the album at the same time as the All-Star game. Yep. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you let him do this shit. And it's like, <sighs> bro. But, yeah, that's my only thing, man. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I am grateful that we've got to live through this big three. You know what I mean? I'm glad we, we are the age we are through this big three. It's crazy because I had to send that tweet out, bro. And I was like, if you if you born in 95 and really 93 and after, you can't let nobody shame you for having any nigga, any one of these big three in your top 10 all the time. That's a fact. I mean, hey, I've, I catch it all the time. I'm like, because when I talk about my top five, top tens or whatever, whatever, I don't argue based off of. Rap wise, you know what I'm saying? Not and not to say rap. I don't base base it off of lyricism. I base it off of discography. I base it off of do I enjoy your entire dis uh, and and who you was up against as well? Because I'm like somebody's who discography I can listen to all day, but won't be in most people's top ten, top five. Common, Common has an untouchable fucking discography. And that's my, how I feel about Kanye. That's why I think Kanye's a top five rapper of all time. I think Kanye's he a top a, top five artist of all time, but that's a whole nother conversation. Cause I, I feel like his music is bigger than rap. Oh, it is. Because a, a song like Stronger is a is it's not a rap song. Can't tell me nothing. Bro, him using Jeezy vocals. Just yeah, the as as an as an like as an instrument. He's a fucking genius. Um yeah, man. But ah, oh, man, I was just talking about this shit the other day before the fucking Cole album dropped. I was like, Cole and Kanye. I understand why they don't really see eye to eye. Honestly, because I mean, granted, from Cole's perspective, nigga, you was somebody I idolized at some point, and then I figured out exactly who you were, and what you was. But then it's just like looking at this, John. Like, damn, nigga, y'all both do a lot of the same shit, like musically. Granted, Kanye is in a way. Deeper bag production wise But when Cole getting in his bag For real for real And dig And, and start to flip shit You be like Nigga Listen yeah. That he the man That he the man joint At the end of the album Yeah That felt like a That felt like Finally He finally felt like He not letting Nas down no more That he finally on that level mm-hmm. When I heard that shit I'm like it's a, You put that shit On the end of this al- On the end of this album For a reason Like you that's you, a fact. you had the balls to finally. You would never have done this shit ten years ago. You would have never Bro. put it out on the album, on the mixtape, maybe not on the album. Nah, real talk. That's why I'm waiting. I'm really waiting for him to redeem himself. I'm not gonna lie. I and I might wait my whole life for this shit. He needs a second go round with Jay Z. He might be the only person I feel like needs a second go round. Can they go with Mr. Goodwatch? I, I, oh my, he's the only per- and that this is me being objective. He's the only person that's dropped a fucking whole feature. He's the only one. Everybody else has it excelled. Wasn't the best, that wasn't the best whole feature either, though. I, to be honest, but that's what I'm saying. That's a record I wouldn't even have put Hove on. Period. I wouldn't have put Hove on that beat. 
But then again, when I really think about the time period of this shit, this is Watch the Throne era. So, yes, he was rapping over that type of shit. But no, you don't put him on that. Especially after he just had Light Up with uh, Drake last year. It was it was the song that he had the uh, dream with on the beach. He should have had him on that joint. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ah, I'm about to I'm about to look up the song. Hold up, I got you. Hold up. Because then again, I'm about to say the that first album is one of the reasons why I wasn't a Cole fan for a very long time. I like the first album. It it, it, it grew on me. It it grew on me after a while. But it, when I first heard it, can't bro, get enough. If he had put if he had put Jay Z on, can't get enough. That would have made so much more sense. Yeah, because I'm about to say you could have got vintage Hove, and we know what Hove do that to them been type girls, of beats. Girls, 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 party and, boy Hove. And that's what I was about to say. We know what Hove do to them type of beats, bro. Yeah, that would have worked. Shit, I would have, I would have waited to my second album for real, for real. But then again, he probably wouldn't have made that quality of a second album if he wouldn't have had that joint. Because I'm trying to think, it's a few songs on this bitch that I could really hear Hove on, and like at the probably. Not that boy Santa B. I'm about to say. The thing is with the best the best song, nobody's perfect, he would have been good on. Yeah. But I don't think he would have had Miss Missy Elliott and Jay Z on a single song would have been insane. That's that's what I'm saying. But even with uh goddamn Can't Get Enough, like him and Trey Songs, I don't know if Trey Hove would have did something with Trey Songs, man. Lost Ones is too personable. God's gift, maybe. Not breakdown. Hell breakdown would have been good though. With a little flute, that would have been yeah. a Jay Z verse. Granted, Never Told wouldn't have worked. No, hell no. Rising Shine wouldn't have worked. Workout, hell fucking no. Yeah, that's what I, mean, I wouldn't have put Hove on this album. It's, I probably would have waited on my whole feature if I was cold. But then again, you've been waiting your whole time trying to get on the come up for this Hove joint. And I'm signing Hove. I'm the first Rock Nation artist. You know what? But the fucked up part is he has let Nas down on his second album mm-hmm. with the whole feature on his first album. Right. He couldn't have put a whole on the second album with that shit. Unless he, the one song he would have worked on that would have made sense is Chaining Day. Yep. That's a fact. <laughs> like that dream that dream would have made sense. But that's yeah, nah. J. Cole was not really a Jay-Z featured nigga. Like, if you really want to think about it. Yeah, I mean, we we found that out. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, even, yeah, when I look at the catalog, it's not that many songs. They don't fit. Cole would have fit, fit on, for real, for real. But I still feel like he need another go around, goddamn. Can't it gotta eat. be a whole. It gotta be on the whole. Or it gotta be on, like, on a Beyonce song or some shit. Because it's my whole thing. He got good records with J. Electronica. We still haven't really heard him opposite of Nas. Which I feel like on the I feel like on the fall off we gonna get him and Nas for some reason I've been feeling that for a very long time I feel like his last album he's going to have either a Nas feature or Eminem feature he dropping two more projects I think oh for sure. I mean granted he he said he's not done on this motherfucking shit from what I heard yeah, that that one one hundred million no on the ground it's no way you could just be done after this bro no way in hell he retiring he retiring in this in this stage of his career he got he's too good he's He's hit it. He hit his apex. He he's that's a fact. It's hard. To, we I think hip hop for some reason was in this place. Where we felt like once you hit thirty one, thirty two as a rapper, you hit your apex, and that's not true. I think the real true apex for a rapper is thirty five, thirty six. Yeah, and like I say it, it comes with you know what I'm saying. And 
I mean, we we are still you twenty six, I'm twenty five still. Goddamn, but you know, I mean, we still got a lot more growing to do. Like even going back to the whole podcasting conversation, like I had thought about that. I was like, damn, you know, maybe the success of this shit comes over time because we and grow. Maybe. Yeah, but uh, granted, uh, it's obvious at this point. But I'm just talking about like really like over time, like because. One, we start to grow into who we're actually destined to be and things like that. And then our mental, uh, how we start to look at the world uh, grows. And by the time we 30, 35, we're already setting our thinking on about where we're going in this world and shit like that. And we have more life experience. Hey, bro, I said this. Kevin Samuels is, what, like 52, 53 years old. He just now blowing up. Oh, yeah, Brandon, that's a fact. He's private money, but, I mean, he's just now blowing up, so... Yeah, I mean, ain't no timeline on this shit, bro. Hey, my dude, <laughs> Instagram. Granted, I ain't gonna lie. Instagram fucked me up for a very long time. Well, social media fucked me up for a very long time because I'm looking at motherfuckers getting the bag that's younger than me or around my age, and I'm just like, keep shit in true perspective. You know what I mean? Granted, this social media shit is the social. It's social media. It's media at the end of the day. Some motherfucking control, but. In America or throughout the world in general, motherfuckers really don't start amassing wealth or really start getting a bag until you, you know what I mean, your late 40s, 50s, if you really know what you're doing. Listen, I know uh, it's niggas who done got houses that was 20, that was 20, 21 years old. I know right now I am in no way, shape, or form prepared to buy no house. I ain't mad at nobody. It is what it is. Shit, me niggas, some niggas, some niggas just, life just works differently. But I say it like this. Since we talking about J. Cole, love yours is the realest song. You just got to appreciate what you got in front of you and keep them pushing. Like, Thanks. Like, and that's, and I think that's why J. Cole is one of the premier artists because he does put help put life in perspective like that. Even though he is his grand figure, he understands that Niggas, the hustle, 90% of the, of people who want to make it where he is are hustling or have to grind. So what you going to do? Like, you got to make the music for the people to grind to. And that's what he does. That's what it feels like he does. Hey, man. What you just said is super real. I'm like, what's the song? Granted, it's on Truly Yours, I think. It's either one or two. It's on the first one. Yeah, because the first one, that, that's where... If I'm ever going through anything in this life, I go back to the first truly yours. Can I holler at you? Even one and two. That's what I'm saying. Can I holler at you? Crunch time. Like, crunch time, bro. I'll say it up here, bro. I've cried to AJ. That's the one J. Cole record I've cried to because I'm emotional as fuck. And then after he's done rapping, that nigga says, I feel your pain, boy. And I was like, damn. You really feel like shit. Nah, if we gonna talk about crying to a song for your eyes only. Oh, bro, the fr- I, I better say the first time I heard that, it was like, yeah, like, yeah, that was, yeah, that man. was some, that was some shit, man. No, for sure. Your daddy loved you because he was a real one. Yeah, that's a fact. I'm about to say shit. When he got into that last verse, it was like, yeah, that I know, last, some, I already know you about to say some shit. One day your daddy called. I was like, yeah, man. But yeah, man, yeah, all in all, man, definitely. Shout out to Cole. Hell of an album. Um I'm definitely appreciative of it. This is what I've been he waiting for. He cemented. He this this is his this is the man that damn I don't even want to say that because I think the offseason might end up being better. I uh, me too. And and that's really why I'm trying to not to be like, you know, this the one. Like 
Cause this shit feel like a mixtape. It feels like a mixtape. Like it feel like a warm up for him. Nigga, it's when I heard when I heard Cameron voice, I was like, I already know what we about to do, bro. You ain't even gotta say nothing else. Let me strap in real quick. We good. And then I've been knowing he want. Granted, I've been following Cole for a very long time, like musically, like just listening to what he does, who he puts in certain places, and and I'm like, for a long time, if you listen to Cole. He's been emulating a Little John type chant on a lot of records. So for him to get Little John on his fucking album is bananas to me. Granted, he's warranted this shit because he's a top artist, but it's one of those ones where it's like, finally. Look, I ain't gonna lie. This is how when I when when Cole do his music shit, I had to be like, hey yo, is that the Lil John joint or is that Petey Pablo doing that shit? We gotta find out. That's right. Cause you never know. Cause he the type of nigga that try to put the North Carolina on his whole album. Nah, for sure. I bet say him so having more Ray was one of those ones too. I was like, perfect. Listen, when I when I when I heard that, I'm like, damn, this nigga Millet really called this shit like a year ago. Hey man, I was like, damn, this man definitely sent me quick saying like August 2020. Bro, like, my whole heard thing, this kid. Bro, when I when I first heard him, like motherfuckers was like, yeah, he nice. I'm like. How come I'm just now finding out? And then, bro, I done heard probably like four or five different records from him. I'm like, yeah, it makes so yeah, much man. sense. It makes so much sense. And because he talking about some real shit, these niggas burning this bitch right outside my window. That's crazy. They doing what? Hey, man. I'm going I'm to say it without saying it, but you know what I'm saying? I live next to some other people. Oh, and... Man. uh. They act like it very much so, you know. What I mean, then when I say other, I'm talking about this, yeah, and they 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 act like it. And I mean, granted, it's a house full of white boys, and mind you, all of these white boys are between the age of the or 29 and 35, and they're all men, so you know, what I mean, granted, they do whatever they do, but these niggas burn trees and i ain't talking about weed they burn actual wood but where the nigga got the wood set up this bitch is right by my window and it's like <sighs> they burn no crosses right that's all that matters nah 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 but best believe granted i done smoked a lot of good weed with these people they are some good people just okay. a, little, a little dickheadish you know but <laughs> white boys you know and i'm say my ac off, so i ain't trying to be too loud you know what i mean but that's a that's a virginia shit i promise you Oh, for very much so, very much so. But I say it's, it's no place like this. Goddamn, shit, man. Hey, bro, I ain't, I don't know. What, I don't got much else to uh, really touch on for real. For real. I'm just. Oh yeah, no, nah, we be, we had two hours, bro. It's it's all good. I'm like, hey, I feel man. like it was a good convo. You know, what I mean, we we touched on a few different things. Even went left, right, wherever we went. You know, what I mean. All in all, all of my overall message for this episode is people, please don't take your insecurities on, on everybody else around you. Make sure, sure. You're, you're securing yourself and make sure that y'all are protecting yourselves. That's yeah, all. Right. That's like, yeah, I, I mean, my message is, nigga, know who you're dealing with facts, at the end man. of the day, like, you know, even for myself, you know, I'm like, granted, I'm not. In a position where I'm really doing something with like my best friends or nothing like that, or where friendship is really the crux of this shit. But you know, it does pay to understand where you're going before you start to get where you're going. Goddamn, 
Because you might end up somewhere where y'all on two different pages and, you know, a simple conversation in the beginning could have helped things out. So read them tea leaves and pay attention to them because they're not going to tell you wrong. Oh, that's a fact. You ignore them. That's when you're on the wrong path for real, for real. That's a fact. You know that shit. Hey, man, that shit is so true. Damn right. I mean, shit, I ain't really got nothing else. You know what I mean? I definitely appreciate everybody for checking in. Listening to the guys, you know, it's been a nice two hours. You know, one of these days, you know, y'all going to see us in person on camera, goddamn, but you know COVID and all of that. Granted, I'm fully vaxxed, baby. Uh, you baby know. Me too, bro. This summer so, opening up. I ain't going to lie. This summer going to open up. Uh, You know, I'm new job shorty, so when the days I'm off, I'm traveling. That's nothing. We, we going to talk, but I'm making moves, bro. I, I, can't, I can't be stuck in Virginia because realistically... 2019, I was supposed to go to homecoming. I ain't go. Because some bullshit happened. Then I was like, they yeah, 20, this year. 20... Huh? They having it this year. I know. That's what I'm saying. And then 2020 happened. It was like, damn. Finally got my bread right. I can't go because we ain't got no uh, homecoming. Then this year, I'm like, oh, I'm there. I got to go. I have to go. I haven't I haven't experienced Andy. homecoming as a grad. You ain't been home in three years, bro. Bro, I haven't been home three, four years. Yeah, I about to say, Nate, when did we graduate? That's it's going on. Seventeen. It's going on four years now. Yeah. Damn. Nah, I about to say, last homecoming I went to was what twenty sixteen, technically. So it's going on five years, bro. Because I about to say 20, 2017, I was at the crib. Twenty eighteen, I was at the crib. Twenty nineteen, I was supposed to come, but something happened behind the scenes. 2020, it was canceled, and this year, I don't give a fuck. Nah, bro. I, I gotta, you gotta come. go home. You gotta go home. I have to, bro. I've been, I've been trying my hardest to get out there, goddamn. But I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you know the feeling of going home for the first time. It's different. You won't feel it. Oh, I'm already, bro. I'm already knowing. I'm like, it's been so, so far removed at this point where it's just like, I already know when I see you. Now I mean, 8:30 Westview. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a whole different feeling. Granted, even when I when I see that eighty five seventy five split on the highway, that's when I'm gonna be like, "Yo, t- I'm back in the town, baby." Listen, I need. I, I always tell people like, whenever you go back, it's like your battery get recharged a little bit. It's a different feeling. Oh no, for like, sure. It's, it's it's you can't really put it in words, especially when you got roots down there and like you got connections and people who you want to see down there. Like, like, bro, when I tell you. The funny, I was in, I was in Atlanta seeing my one of my boys. Me, and my, I was with my girl, but a lot of you not. I see a nigga doing something over by the parking deck. I'm like, what the? Fuck? Over by uh the suites, mm-hmm. not the suites. Over at the flats, the flats. Over by uh yeah, yeah I know what you talking about. By, what's it called? Atlanta Station. Yeah, yeah. I see somebody doing some shit, some weird shit over by traffic. What the fuck? Oh, I'm like, hey, that's a nigga slim. <laughs> he saw me. He said, fat boy. He ran yeah, over and right. gave me a hug. I'm like, bruh. Yeah, right. Like, but that's what happens, bro. You just randomly seeing somebody, bro. Like, hey, man. I'm like, granted, I've only seen, since we've been out, I about to say, I done seen Jason twice. And, yeah, I seen Chop that one time we was in New York. But outside of that, I'm like, bro, I ain't seen nobody. Outside of a FaceTime call, an Instagram a live video or something like that, like, I haven't seen a motherfucking soul. So I'm like, this is a true homecoming for me, my nigga. Like, I ain't seen and talked to a lot of people. 
And then shit, the way I left, you know what I mean? I'm I think I'm a better version of the person I was than when I left. So it's like shit, nigga. This, for a lot of people, they're meeting me for the first time, even though we've already met. Type shit. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm like, nigga, I left that bitch sad. I ain't even gonna lie. I left that bitch super sad. That's the messed up part. A lot of people in the, the last time you seen her, they're like, yeah, man. Hopefully, I'll be back. And it's like your last your last talk conversation with somebody is them being hopeful of trying to like be back. And it's just. It gets you it, like you feel it. You remember stuff like that. No, for sure. Like you you remember them conversations. They they different. They hit a little different. Oh, that's a fact. I'm like, granted, it's people that I look at now. You know, what I'm saying like Mike, uh, Mike Majors. As I'm like, bro, I'm glad you you know what I mean left and became what you became because it's like, man, I still can say the Mike my Mohawk, brother. I me too. Lie. Shit, like, like that's that's, bro, that's my nigga. I've had I had one of the funniest experiences with that man. I don't know. I feel like everybody was there with us for some reason, but it probably was just a handful of us. I don't know where we were going, but we were on the Marta, bro. And some Atlanta, like hood ass Atlanta girls, had walked up on us, and Shorty, <laughs> Shorty stopped Mike and was like, "Where you from?" And you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, ah, uh, I forgot where he. I know he's from some. Where he's from some like somewhere in New York, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, I said he said where he was from, and she was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Then for that rest of that night, bro, he just kept talking about that shit. And then, you know, he, he had that funny voice. So he was like, yeah, she was like, where you from? And, bro, it just was that whole experience is funny as shit to me. But, yeah, man, it's a lot of people, like, when you look back on it, it's like, damn, we got to experience their presence, even if it was for just a short period of time. You know what I mean? It was one that was impactful, goddamn. Because I still think about man, shit. Corey, Stan, it's like. Bro, I, we only had them for a year, for real, for real. Like in in pre, like in the presence, but nigga, they've been our guide for Listen, ever since. Stan, Stan, whenever I see Stan, we always gotta take a picture together, bro. That's my man. That's my that's my boy. He uh he actually saw him at the Roost picnic when I was in uh, Philly a couple years ago. Yeah, like, right. We we da- like we hugged it up like him, Mark, like. Those, yeah, those say, yeah. Granted, yeah, me, me and Jabari, we had Mark all the way till we graduated. Like literally, would go spend the day with him, just go out to drink because you know he was on his Republican time. Yeah, bro, he's like, granted. He took yeah. us. He took us to this one uh, little underground spot in the A. Like that's one dude when I realized, all right, you probably it's good to have connections on wherever you at, but you probably don't want all your connections to be. Just black connections, and it's just keeping it a buck. Cause <laughs> some of his white connections, like, damn, nigga, how how we getting here? Why why am I in here in a sweatsuit, and everybody else in here has on a uh, motherfucking suit and tie? Listen, listen, he sits with some different people. Oh, very much so. He sits with some different motherfuckers. And he said he sit with some people who got some power. Yeah, and influence, yeah. and that, that's when I peeped Jabari. I was like, I see what you're doing, bro. I'll die. Don't even don't invite me, bro. <laughs> Do your thing, Network. bro. I, bro, listen, Jabari is on that. Jabari and Gary, the two two are the two dudes who they they code switch is is strong. That shit is bro, hilarious. Gary got the the it's, coldest one though. Like it's funny. It's, nah, Gary code switch is funny as shit because he already got he know he got that high pitch ass voice. So when he code switch, it just get higher. That shit yep. funny as fuck. 
and then uh, Jabari. I know when Jabari bullshit. That's my guy. So we had business classes together. And if you see him in a presentation, he started doing this. He started moving his hands. I'm like, he bullshitting. He bullshitting with you. Because <laughs> it used to be so funny. Because that's my favorite part about going through Morehouse business with Jabari. Because we oftentimes took the same classes. So it was like, all right. He know I'm going to be in the back just weak the whole time. So he ain't even going to look my way. And the way he do, he. I'm like, yeah, nigga, I see you, bro. Oh, bro, man. Right. Good times. That's how I was with Zai, though. Because Zai would come up to me and be like, yo, bro, did you read? I'm like, yeah, he's like, all right, cool. Tell me what the fuck happened. Because I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't reading this shit, bro. I got too much doing. This. I got too much to do in poli side. I ain't doing none of this That's shit. That's a fact. <laughs> that brother was volunteering. Yeah, he had a lot. He's like, I'm not reading this shit, bro. I got too much other shit going on. I can read it, but, you right. know, my time ain't... Bro, that nigga was funny as shit with that shit. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, nah, man. bro. We, hey, shout out to all the guys. We miss all the guys. Can't damn wait right. to link up with all the homies. No, that's nah, a fact. Man. We gonna see y'all, goddamn. But Of course, bro. We appreciate y'all. Of course, you know what I mean? Be smooth. Be y'all. And you yourself, know I mean? Ayo, get the help you need. Talk to who you need to talk to. That's a fact. And be comfortable in your skin and know that you are okay. That's a fact. You know what I mean? Reach out to me if y'all need to. Goddamn, you know what I mean? I ain't going to judge you. I have no reason to. <laughs> I got I got my own shit going on. So, But I am a listener here if you ever need somebody, goddamn. Ayo, yeah, if you got, and if you living anywhere with the cicadas, please remember, keep wearing, oh, yeah, always remember wearing your mask. I don't care what the CDC say, CDC say, but wear your mask too because these cicadas might fly into your face and you're going to be upset if this shit hits your mouth and everything. Like, cause you know, the motherfuckers is blind. So, yeah, just be safe out here, y'all. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Go word of advice, goddamn. But yeah, man, y'all be smooth. You know what I mean? This was the unfounded icons, you know what I mean? Shout out to my good brother. And, you know what I mean? As always, bro, you know what I mean? It was a pleasure. Pleasure, bro. Y'all be safe. You heard? Yeah, yeah.